0: Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it weird, you made it weird, you made it weird, oh yeah. You made it weird, you made it weird, <laughs> yes you did. You made, it made it oh, yeah. Yeah. you made it weird, You made it weird with weird. Pete Holmes. <laughs> weirdos. So uh,
1: this is going to be the intro that we'll use for all the episodes while I'm in Australia. So I'm going to keep it uh, very short because it's going to get old very quickly. So anyway, uh, here are the tour dates real quick. I'm in Melbourne right now. Uh, That's March 27th through April 7th. After that, I'm going to be in Los Angeles at the Troubadour for Live You Made It Weird on April 15th. Uh, 420 for the uh, South Beach Comedy Festival. I will be in Miami for two shows on one night on 4:20. April 24th through the 27th, I'll be in Austin for the Moon Tower Comedy Festival. May 9th through 11th, I will be in Calgary, and uh, I believe that's in Canada. (laughs) Uh, May 15th, I'm going to be in Buffalo for one night at Helium. May 16th, in Cleveland for the Grog Shop. That's one night. June 7th and 8th I'll be in Bloomington, Indiana for the Limestone Comedy Festival that's going to be a lot of fun support the show uh, download a You Made It Movies hopefully by the time this comes out there'll be even some new episodes out there you just have to search You Made It Weird on iTunes and you'll see some bonus episodes called, (coughs) called You Made It Movies and uh you made it weird.com, donate, get a t-shirt, that's a direct way to support the show. Or if you're ever gonna buy anything on Amazon, a great way to help this program is to go to nerdist.com, click on the Amazon banner, and then just shop as you normally would. Uh, and those uh, part of those proceeds will go to supporting this podcast. Alright, that's it. That's easy. That's a good intro for every episode. I hope these are good. With all the time differences, I couldn't I, I would never know when to send you these intros. You have to send them on Tuesday to get third Okay. Enjoy. This one, please—the yellow one. Thanks for asking. No one ever asks. I feel like there's probably. Well, it's telling. Which one the were seven. you? Were you going for? Uh, black
0: one, right there, first one. But you know
1: what? Is that because it's a? Cru- did you? Did you know I was here? No. If you knew I was here, where would you go? Here. <laughs> you fooling? No, I'm not. Because I, I don't like the, the long distance. Fair I enough. like the corner table. I think that's nice. There's an intimacy to it. I believe it. I believe you're correct. Uh how's it going? Very well.
0: <laughs> Thanks it's for So intimate. It. Yeah. I know it's very intimate. Uh this is all new to me. I've never been here. I was I mean I've never been here. I've I, been to the little stage and back, but
1: Yeah, have you been to the Mountdown show?
0: No. I did Doug's uh I love movies. Uh The Doug movies champions. You're really good at that. I'm weirdly good at that yeah. I'm not Because I'm not a movie guy really You don't enjoy movies? I like movies But I don't uh, <laughs> You don't love I movies I don't really I'm not a, I'm not a
1: Knowing the cast buff It came a down role. to one time Meryl Streep And the other person Who's in The Devil Wears Prada Those were the two clues And I couldn't get it I,
0: <laughs> I probably could have gotten <laughs> I,
1: no, I, Well you're good at well, it Well Rich Summer's in that movie too Did you know that? I do And I know Rich Summer I know you do oh, Well not that well we don't know yeah, each other though. You're Minnesota well. though, aren't you? Are you no, I just look like I'm corn fed. Where are you from? Corn. <laughs>
0: from Corntown? Town? <laughs> corn, Cornton Abbey.
1: I'm from Cornton Abbey. Uh no, I'm I'm from Massachusetts. Oh, okay. You know why but because you have
0: no Massachusetts accent no, at I know. all in your voice. This is
1: the when the first time I met you, we actually talked about you were just you just finished filming the town. Was it at uh, UCB it was at UCB yeah. okay. and we we talked at length and I've, I've told the, I don't want to weird ah fuck it I'm going to weird you out I was really impressed with you because they, people kept look it's just me and I come up and we were having a nice chat about Charleston and uh, we were talking about Boston and you were talking about the Boston accent and all these different things and people kept coming up to you and you were like kind of locked into what we were doing
0: right we were having a conversation
1: yeah but that, that's very it's not just actor rare or fame rare it's human rare well, it's certainly L.A. rare. Too, it's L.A. rare.
0: Because people definitely uh, tend to be... You have this conversation a lot where you, I'm looking over... Oh, yeah, hold, hold on one second.
1: We okay. could, the listeners couldn't see your eyes, but that's one of the most heartbreaking it's things. Terrible. It, do it you literally
0: make, means I'm kind of paying attention to Do people know? do that to you? All the time. <laughs> All the time. I'm always looking to see if John Hamm's here.
1: <laughs> but do you make an effort to be... Uh, is that... That can't just be... Is it learned? Is it... Is it Midwestern because you're Midwestern? Yeah, I'm
0: from St. Louis. I think it's. I think that's a that's a thing that most people. I think most genuine people do. I think if you're in a certain mode and you are doing press or whatever, obviously there's a weirder conversational aspect that you
1: have. But then you and then celebrities tend to get a little bit more private, a little more guarded because you're talking to so many well wishers. And And
0: also there's like a weird thing too, where where you're you're wondering who's overhearing. Yes. So that's that can be weird. And you know what? But UCB's a fairly comfortable, private-ish place, especially backstage, and you're like, oh, okay, and you're having a normal conversation with normal people.
1: Yes, yes. But you're at that place where it's story status. I told you just now that you had an an eye-contact conversation with me, and then that becomes a story I tell. I don't want to freak you out, but Alec Baldwin... It's a pretty terrible story.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, honestly...
1: You'd be surprised how interesting. In the world of like, <laughs> I don't say some guy. I tell my mother who thinks you're dreaming with Snoop
0: Dogg. <laughs> you know, that's a better story. Mark Wahlberg took a swing at me. Yeah, but you
1: know, marijuana like. is to Snoop Dogg as like firm handshake, eye contact is to is to you oh, and, okay. and the character well, you represent. Sure. It's it's a it's a it's a fulfillment of the prophecy. If you yeah. had a dead fish handshake. And we're all over the place and we're, like, neurotic and, and slovenly. People would be upset by It'd that. Be a I little, think. It would be out of character. It absolutely would. Does that freak you out that you got the story status? Because what I was going to tell you was Alec Baldwin one time bought the table I was at, fish sticks. Or, no, mozzarella sticks. And then I was like, now everyone's going to be like, one time, Alec. Wait, where? It was at, uh, it was at uh, what's that by UCB in New York, you go up, the Molly Week? The east side one? The, the one the on, west on the west side one, one yeah.
0: Uh, it's oh, like four yeah. blocks up. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. the bar. Everyone I've been goes to that to. place with like McBrayer and yeah. Like that. It's
1: yeah. A, it's it's the West Coast Birds Hangout. Okay, and then but it was up there. And it was after they did the Thirty Rock Live.
0: Thing. Oh, okay.
1: But then I was like, I wonder if that's that's weird. You know, when I meet the the bigger. The only reason it's
0: weird that's that's kind of weird is that he should he really should have bought you more than just mozzarella <laughs> sticks. I'm pretty sure he should have just picked up the whole check.
1: Yeah, he might have. I don't remember paying. <laughs> He's Alec Baldwin. He can do whatever he wants. But I have a stupid story. But the, here's the thing: we were talking about Boston, and you just filmed the town, uh-huh. which I which is one of my favorite movies of all Thank time.
0: You. I'm not like that movie a lot. I really did. I thought it came together amazing, and I thought Ben did a great job. He did. Do a great job, and you did a great job.
1: You did it. You did it. They, they cut out a big part of your storyline, though.
0: Well, yeah, I think they streamlined it. They I think did. That's a better way to, to kind of say it, because there was in the original script there was a bit of a romantic entanglement between me and Rebecca Hall's character, right. who is. Uh, and lovely. I think they wisely got rid of that and made it way more of a streamlined story. And right. you know, otherwise, it would have been a little bit too sprawling. I think it was just sort of confusing. And I get that and uh, the, the weird thing I get about the town is people are like you have a terrible Boston accent and my, my reaction is always like you know my character is not from Boston <laughs> people <laughs> he, love Marshall. not supposed to have any Boston accent and the only time I do one in the, in the movie is making fun of Ben's right. Boston accent you roll over a star market yeah and and, uh, <laughs> and so people take that as like oh you're terrible at that accent and I'm like yeah well my guy's from Nebraska I think or something <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't know. there's like, nothing people from Boston like to do more I think. Think, than point out bad Boston accents. Robin Williams in Goodwill Hunting. Oh, and Jack Nicholson in The Departed.
0: It's like uh, it's the it's the American version of British people making fun of Dick Van Dyke. I, I'm not familiar. Which no one that's listening to this right now is familiar with either. <laughs> but in Mary Poppins, he was he was like the the uh, the chimney sweep who was supposed to be sort of Cockney, and he oh, famously okay. did just a, a, a very broad <laughs> wrong. It is fun when we adorable. Think, Can you do a British? Uh, I've done one. In fact, I, I did a, a, a television series over in the UK this summer, and I'm going to do another series of it uh, this summer coming up, uh, where I where I played opposite Daniel Radcliffe, and I did a version of a uh, of a British accent. I don't know if it's at all passable or good, but but was, did, they they seem to like. No one, no one uh, on the day uh, uh, told me that I was embarrassing myself. Do you
1: have a touchdown for it?
0: well when i was a little kid i would like i was a huge monty python fan and i'm still sort of a big fan of of british comedy and and mostly tv comedy like the the you know the chris morrises of the world and 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 all of the uh edgar wright stuff mm-hmm. and and so i have some sort of version of that but uh and I was a, a, a fan of. Uh, I, I'd gone over there when I was probably nineteen or twenty years old, and, and seen theater, and I was kind of blown away. I got to see like Mark Rylance when he was really young, and mm-hmm. uh, like a lot of cool things. So I, I'm a bit of an Anglophile in that sense. But uh, and I, I, I like to think I have a, a fairly good ear for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I'm not going to have
1: you do it. This isn't like a on the spot. No, no, no. Show. no. And
0: I and I absolutely wouldn't. I would, I would, <laughs> I would, I would walk out of the huff.
1: Um, I've I've run a couple scenarios where I make you leave. <laughs> And I'm like, would that be good or bad for the show if I could just make you completely would be, leave?
0: Then that would be a good story. It would be a good story. That would be a, a continuation better, of a the better John
1: Ham story. Can you tell me the best ham joke you've ever gotten? You have to get a lot of them. Um, there, has there ever been one? Because I'm, I'm a home. There are no good ones. I
0: think that's the, that's the, the best part of it. It's Is the, that right? You know, oh, you mean so bad it might yeah. be. I think the best joke, really the best joke. <laughs> Made about my last name was Seth was oh Seth John Sam's John Ham yes John That's Hamm, John that
1: Hamm. was a real that was a that was a that was a defining moment for me what is going on why are you good at comedy I don't understand let's let's talk a little bit about it because you're very good at it
0: well I don't you know I don't I've I've said this many times before I've probably said it to you at some point but uh, I don't necessarily think that I'm quote unquote good at comedy I think I'm I'm wise enough to, to be near in proximity to funny people yeah and can play but i don't i can't generate uh like i could never sit down and like write jokes
1: yeah you, you've never had the bug to like no not at all in fact I
0: I, I I would find it uh, uh terrifying uh adam scott and i did a a benefit for hurricane sandy victims uh that uh, aziz and will ferrell sarah silverman and chelsea Pelletti. Um,
1: <laughs> I'll just let you know bad. when when I do an it's impression. Uh, John Hamm. What's up, man? This is my friend Manu Bo. <laughs>
0: <That's> <laughs> coming in, see. <laughs> um but my job on the uh, on the evening uh, for the evening was sort of emceeing, and uh-huh. I had nothing prepared, and and realized immediately that I probably should have prepared oh something. Oh God, what a horror! Uh, so it was. Were you expected? You
1: there was no line. You could do like an intro. You could be like, "Hello."
0: Yeah, and, mostly it was. It was. It was. Uh, I was killing time so the people could get ready or they could move whatever you know, set pieces they needed to move. That sounds like a nightmare. And fortunately, it was it was Adam Scott and I who who have known each other for fifteen years or so. So we we got to just kind of goof around and be stupid. And and, yeah. they, and the audience was was very receptive to uh, people who aren't necessarily known for being funny, being stupid, and 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 that- laughably. Uh, uncomfortable.
1: See, that, that, that's kind of one of the things I wanted to talk to you about, the idea of, okay, so it's an event and they want you to do it. And, and you represent this thing that's very hard to be all the time. And I know you personally that you're not, I'm talking about Don Draper. Sure, You're not Donnie Drapes, who comes up every third episode of the show. Donny Drapes, okay. he's carried me through a lot. All right, he has. All right, he's is he one of those characters? But okay, let's let's get to Donnie Drapes later. But the idea is that you have to represent this impossible thing. So if you're hosting the thing, it'll be like it'll be great. He'll be class. He'll be interesting. He'll yeah. be
0: emotional and dangerous. It's it's, it's inevitably a letdown. That's what the, I'm saying. Is the, is the point? There. Nobody wants that. Um, and but I think I think hosting in general is 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 very tricky. Uh, you know, I, you know the award shows or whatever you're doing. It's sort of like you. your job as a host is just get off stage. Like yes. No one's really there to see you. Right. And as many comedy shows as I've been to, and they usually have a, a, a stand up who's hosting or whatever, you, you get your 10 minutes out in the beginning, and then yeah. it's like bring on the other people. Like, right, let's, right, right. Let's go. A couple jokes in. If if somebody is terrible or if somebody did something noteworthy, then right. call that back or whatever, but keep the show moving. And, Interesting. And, uh, and so that's basically – that was my guiding principle for that. Right. And uh, I think I, I kept it moving as, as well as possible.
1: You did do – speaking of you being funny though, you did do a life bit the first time. A life bit just being a joke for nobody's benefit but yours. And you did a life bit to me. And I'm not, oh, I'm not uh, attacking you. I thought it was very funny. Later when I realized it was a life bit, I said something very typical to you and I apologize. I said, I heard on the show you don't smoke real cigarettes – that you smoke herbal cigarettes and you say, <laughs> do you remember this you said i what i've, I've never heard of that and i said no now that you smoke and you're like no not me you told me no one was watching him you told me that you smoked real cigarettes for folly
0: for a life bit. Uh, I don't I don't have a recollection of that. But you did I, comedy. I, 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 there, and there you go. It you was, did a it comedy was totally bit. unintentional. And
1: you wrote it yourself <laughs> and you performed it yourself. You had no sidekick
0: for for very for an audience of one.
1: Yeah, for me. Yeah. And then later when I was like I, it's on your Wikipedia page that they smoke herbal cigarettes. It's a well-known fact. Yes, it's it's it's, you it's,
0: it's like the one thing that everyone asks about the show. God, and like, I did You guys did smoke it. real cigarettes? And it's like of course not. And it's it would we would all be dead. I step Right in it And not only that Like the uh, the other 200 people on set Would be uh, you know, Of course Breathing this This toxic It's uh, horrible sludge. It's a bad thing so, I- yeah, so yeah So I mean That's uh, That's uh, That was probably me trying, trying to be funny
1: I thought it was funny When I realized it later I wish I wish there had been Footage of it Because I think you would have Enjoyed the payoff Well now there is There is Now there's audio Of now me telling you
0: of, 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 We relived it
1: I'm sure you talk about Donnie Drapes a lot But you've never talked to me About Donnie
0: Drapes Okay you envy Donnie Drapes? Absolutely not. Uh, you know, as the show goes on, and 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 people, I think, uh, or fans of the show, I think, learn more about the character. You, you you realize more and more, and we haven't really shied away from it. Or when I say we, I mean the, the writing staff in the show. Uh, you, you realize he's a he's a pretty bad guy, mm-hmm. uh, and I think one of the central ironies of the show is that he's a bad guy, kind of wrapped in a, 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 a nice. Or a pleasant rapper, mm-hmm. um, but but fundamentally, he's 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 not the greatest guy. And, and you know, there's a plenty of psychological reasons for that. He's he's he comes from a terrible upbringing. He's had all these you know skeletons in his past and whatever. Uh, so that you know, that's it's 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 understandable in some way, or at least uh, comprehensible why this guy is as pathological or sociological uh, sociop- sociopath as, as yeah. he is. Mm-hmm um and i think the 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 greater angels of don draper mean that he's, he's trying to fix it in in some way right uh so that's the part i i enjoy playing uh, on the show and then the rest of it is 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 you know is is not i don't want to say window dressing but it's like it's the it's the stuff that maybe people tune in for it's like the the cheating and the drinking and the smoking and the this and the that <laughs> and is like okay that's that's the stuff that makes it a good TV show, what makes it a good character is that it's all coming from a a real, although heightened, psychological uh, place.
1: Right. I think you must get that though, that people are like, I'm just like Don Draper. Just like uh, Christian Bale says he gets, I'm just like Patrick Bateman, which is American Psycho.
0: Yeah, and And you're like, like, why why is is that that something you're proud of? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, You're you're, uh, really missing the point. Yeah, (laughs) you are. He is
1: a sociopath a little bit. I mean,
0: not to the point of someone like Patrick Bateman, but 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 not too far off. I right. mean that's that that's that sociopathic weirdo taken to the crazy extreme. Right. Um and it's a great compliment to to Christian Bale because he can sort of portray that and then also go back and and, and do the various uh, roles that he's and been And then be Batman, sort yeah. Of, sort it's of like weird. defined by one thing.
1: Absolutely. Um but uh, you know, so you get that the thing that I envy about d Drapes <laughs> Is uh, that he, he's, he's, he's got a lot of testosterone. He's very decisive. The thing that he he comes up on the show is there's, a, I believe it's in season one, where you fire one of your secretaries. It might be season two. And she says, why? And he says, do you really want to know? And then she says, I guess not. So he, it's like the perfect firing. I was like, you've made up your mind. You understand what you need to do
0: and you do we it. We all know why you're leaving. <laughs> that's, that's
1: it. But it's you know what I mean that I envy about him, and I think that might be why knuckleheads like me go like, I want to be more like Don Draper,
0: well, uh, start by getting a, like a, a really good writing staff yeah, <laughs> and and then have all of your lines and then all the things other people say back to you scripted, yeah, yeah. and it, everything will go great yeah, I and mean, that's that's really the, the larger the larger part. Of
1: what does it say so, are you, are you a man <laughs> in the way di- the? <laughs>
0: Last time I checked.
1: <laughs> yes, I know you're physically a man. For me, the show is a lot about, I'm, I'm of a generation that we're all men children. A lot of our stand-up, that's why we see all these hoodies and sneakers, and we're just like, I don't know what I'm doing. And we're drawn to our Tony Sopranos, and we're drawn to our uh, Donnie Draves, because they're goddamn men. You tell Betty that she looks desperate in her swimsuit, you fire people, you're, you're mean to Pete Campbell, and you're decisive, and you're, and you're in control even though i know he's out of control i know i know well, you understand i think that. i
0: think there's a i, I certainly think there's a, a percentage of that that is uh, the masculine ideal or or the paternal ideal maybe that's it and uh yes. and i think that you know there is certainly uh, in in probably not my generation i think i'm one half a generation too old for it but this weird infantilization that that guys go through because they want to play video games and they want to do things that are traditionally in the world of children right right right. or I mean we're sitting here in a huge comic book store yes exactly that does probably a billion dollars of business you
1: should be here on comic book day
0: and and it's a you know part of that is just that's the world we live in and that's the things that that, the part of pop culture that people uh, really just don't let go right Um, and then you know it's it's is it I think it's impossible to kind of to judge it one way or the other which is better or which is worse. Mm-hmm. But I do think you're right and you say like when you when you are of that sort of man child generation and you see the kind of, you know, quantitative grown up you go, wow! That's yes. That's what I'll be someday exactly. when I turn sixty. Uh, <laughs> at some point, at some point, I will probably stop wearing Vans. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so glad I'm not skateboarding wearing Vans right or now. whatever it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and 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 you w- and people do. I mean, it's right. usually when people have kids or when you know, like that, that whole kind of thing changes um but i again i don't i don't really ascribe any judgment to it because because it's a perfectly legitimate way to live your life and, sure. and especially if you're we're both stock friends <laughs> Yeah, or Patton, or any of these people yeah, yeah, that yeah. you know—that's the, that's their stock and trade is like to right. to have a, uh, a an encyclopedic really knowledge of that, and that's where their comedy comes from, and that's right. where their stories come from, and that's what kind of gets them through the day. Right. So you know, what's some people are into food, some people are into comic books, some people are into whatever. Um, I don't think there's any category that is more adult necessarily than right. than the other. It's just that that's that's the world we live in now.
1: Do you are you decisive? Are you like a decisive person? Um, Do you communicate in real time? I th-
0: yeah, pretty much. I think. Um, I mean, we put this together in in a couple hours. So, yeah. I mean, I can if I, yeah. I. The 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 vagaries of my life mean that sometimes I, I I don't necessarily know where I'm going to be from one week to the next or, or my availability will be. But but for the most part, I'm I'm a fairly responsible. What person. What about now. emotionally? If, uh, if
1: if you are angry at your girlfriend or something, do you communicate that easily? Or uh,
0: yeah, we, Jen and I have been together. It'll be 15 years in April. Um, Whoa! And Congratulations, thank you. And uh, we're at the point too where if something's bugging one of us, we'll say it. We won't sit on it and let it fester. And and I mean that's you know that's something that I think growing up teaches you as well. Is like hey, if you have got a problem, like the, there's it's not going right. it's not going to get better by ignoring it. Right. Uh, and, and you, but you see, you see a lot of people that are you know way older than me that that haven't quite learned that lesson. So yeah, um,
1: some people never learn learn that lesson. Yeah, and
0: I think it's uh, ever ever part of it is I think be just being comfortable with the person you're with and comfortable with your own life and 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 just managing it in in, in a. Responsible kind of right. adult way. I don't know. But you'd, you'd, you'd
1: be you'd be surprised. I don't think you would be surprised at the number of people that I know, the number of people that come on this show that are my age that just like are incapable of being decisive when well, it comes to also, something like a breakup. Also, too,
0: I think. Um, how old are you? Thirty three. Okay, so all, you know, if if I think a lot of it is like, are you? Is there still something that you're? You know, looking for are you striving for? Whether it's career oriented or sure. looking for like the bigger, better deal in a relationship, like you <laughs> trading know, up, trading up, or, or, or whatever. <laughs> um, and I, I'm, I'm like, I'm kind of content in, in my yeah, ev- in my everything. Do so people
1: ask you a lot? Uh, that must be an annoying question. I have to guess that people are like, oh, it must be annoying that you're not single.
0: It, well, it's a, it's it's borderline offensive because yeah. you're just kind of like w- 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 I'm sorry, <laughs> like, am right. I supposed to
1: be single because because everyone would have sex with you? Yeah, and it's like <laughs> well, that's
0: not very nice to Jen, nor right. is it nice to me, right. and it's awfully uh, some you know.
1: Do people ask
0: um,
1: if I'm single? No, no, no. Do people ask that annoying question? What? Like, are you? Do you ever wish that you were single? Oh, that that mess?
0: Um, No, I mean people have asked really annoying things, and uh, and and in in a in a kind of trying to be funny way, I guess. Right, right. right. It's kind of like, yeah, that's not cool. It seems
1: like if he did Stern, that's what he would ask. And I love Stern, and I do too. And and
0: that's you know, and I actually my favorite part of the Howard Stern show is the is the interviews. Like he is, he listens. He actually does listen, and he'll call you out on bullshit if he thinks you're dodging or evading or whatever. But Mm -hmm. but the. The the part I don't like about the Stern is the sort of just reliance on on prurience, which is just like okay, it's it just feels like it's going into like you know fourth grade mode all the time, mm-hmm. and, and it's like it's better for me at least. And I know he has an audience, and he has a huge audience that that get into that, but it's better for me when he's just actually having a conversation. I, which I, and most of the time when I listen to the show, that's what I listen to because mm-hmm. uh, he does you know he does have some. The guy's been on the radio for twenty five, thirty years. Like yeah. he does have some skill at it. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So if he asked, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't. Yeah. It's not your favorite Howard Stern moment. When he, if you were to ask things like that, like boy, you'd be cleaning up. That's what pe- you got to know. Like when people talk about you having, and as insulting as it may be. Having a girlfriend, the first thing people say is like, "Oh, what a kick in the nuts" or something. Which I understand I what you're saying.
0: I guess, and it's and it's like, because because the larger point is like, I can you can offend me to my face. That's fine, <laughs> but to kind of pull Jen into it is 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 just not fair. The, you know?
1: the implication being that she's not enough or that she's not some sensational
0: woman, R- right? And and by the way, she is. She's <laughs> you know, she's, you know, she's you know, made three movies and. Yeah. And uh, has an incredible career of her own and, yeah. and is a very, you know, uh, intelligent, funny, smart, beautiful woman of her, on her own right, you know. That's so so it's it's a weird kind of – it's a weird place to be where they're just like sort of just completely disavow any of any of her right. uh, abilities or charms in, in hopes that, you know, she didn't exist. It's, yeah. I don't know. It's weird.
1: Well, you, you've been together a long time. I have to think that that's valuable in that way that like she – a lot of the people that I know that knew you, your you know, Dave Rath's and all uh-huh. these guys uh-huh. that I are, I'm friends with, who are friends with you, uh, Tall John, all knew you as just Johnny Ham, right? The poker playing, yeah, I was just <laughs> I mean, uh, the my... poker
0: playing slob. <laughs> the poker playing slob. I was never a slob. Um, no, like one of the first times I met a lot of those guys, I, I remember being at Sarah Silverman's old place uh, with like I think Eddie Pepitone was there, and like a bunch of. Uh, knock around guys and we were playing cards and and uh, a couple weeks later we were playing cards again and and i knew sarah like through other people and and tall john invited me but uh uh she came up to me and was like i didn't know you were an actor Mm. i was on a tv show on lifetime at, at that point called the division and uh, she was like, "I watched your show. You're like really good. I didn't know that. Like I just thought you were one of Tall's friends. Like that's so weird." <laughs> and I was like, "Well, thanks. First of all, uh, but you know, it, it's not one of those things that you want to like broadcast. You know, here's my here's my IMDb right. page. Right, and, you right.
1: Know, when you said if you should bring anything, I was going to say bring a headshot. a yeah, Headshot. Headshot. <laughs> a resume. We'll go through it. <laughs> that reminds me, your 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 uh, involvement in the comedy scene is interesting to me. I did want to go back." I do. I still. I'm going to insist that you're funny with things like Ham and Bubbly. It's one of my favorite things of all time. If you haven't seen Ham and Bubbly, you should watch it right now. It was. <laughs> it, it, it carried me through a year of my life watching that sketch. All well, time.
0: again, Seth Meyers and his reliance on puns. Uh, I was a <laughs> man. I was manna from heaven for him because I, you know, you can work puns into of my last name into a lot of sketch yeah, ideas. Yeah, so. yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But the, I, so that's funny. So what am and also you're you're just interesting. What I'm saying is a lot of actors aren't aren't really that interesting. Is what I'm saying. What I'm getting at is, is they they feel like vessels. And I'm I, I am shitting on a pretty broad group, and I'm, I'm painting with a broad brush. But I'm just saying a lot of them that I know that don't really have any other interests that are just actors. I'm like I get why you're an actor. Like I could fill you with some words and set you loose. But you seem like is, is it your past or wh- wh- what brings you to the comedy world?
0: Um, I think, I think part of what you said is right. And I think, uh, accurate to a certain degree, but I think also like it's, I don't know if I'm so interesting, but I'm also interested mm-hmm. and I like to seek out stuff and, that's awesome. and whatever it is. And, and whether that's going to comedy shows or, or finding a new TV show or, or w- whatever it right. happens to be, especially nowadays, I mean, it's uh, not that long ago, you, you know, there, were, there weren't a thousand outlets for not just comedy but like you know tv shows and and videos and you know Mm -hmm. youtube was sort of just the thing that you could watch people get kicked in the nuts (laughs) rather than like a full-on kind of produced sketch show or Mm -hmm. or or get stuff from like ireland and and the uk and Mm -hmm. and all this stuff that you're like oh god i never heard these guys are hilarious and i've Mm -hmm. never even heard of them so it's it's if you are interested or if you are curious at all there's so many more venues to get to watch stuff and and laugh. I mean, right. you know, it comes down to that. I mean, you want to you want to laugh, and I mean, mostly I do, and it's because I I think it's. <laughs> a lot of people
1: don't want to laugh. I think people think it's kind of a a little silly or something. They don't think it's or not worth, worth, your, time. worth I mean, your time. I guess yeah.
0: that's it. And it's you go well. All right, maybe maybe it isn't. But yes. And and there's a difference between sort of sitting on YouTube for fourteen hours in a row, right. and, and then kind of getting in and getting out. But
1: I mean, you're getting into something live. You're going to a live show. You like you said, you go to UCB and you see something happening, yeah, and you're yeah. there.
0: And that all just came out of of being here in LA, and not having any money, mm-hmm. and and wanting to know what there was to do. And everyone was like, "Well, you should go to Largo on Monday nights. It's really <laughs> funny, and it's mm-hmm. only five bucks." And and I was like, well, I can afford that. Like, I can probably scrounge together five dollars for per week. Mm -hmm. Um, And and through that, I got to see, you know, Zach and um, you know, Jesus, Brody, Doug, all these guys that that are now sort of at very crazy levels of success in certain cases, but yeah. Uh, back when they were just doing doing that show, when then, they
1: were poker playing slobs.
0: and that and that morphed into M Bar, which morphed into Comedy Death Ray and and right. UCB, and so it was just like something to do.
1: But mm-hmm. um, I, I hear you. Two things that have come up about you, though, that I, I really enjoy. One one is curiosity. I, I realized late in life that curiosity is, is is a virtue, and it's something that you have to foster. Would you yeah, agree with?
0: It? I definitely do. Like and people they, are that's waiting one, for
1: interest to that's find. That's kind them. of
0: the one thing that like about certain people, I guess, in the world that that drives me crazier that, than anything else. It's just people that refuse to, they either lock down on a viewpoint and, and cannot be budged. Mm-hmm. They hit pause, I call that. Yeah, and I they just, they won't, they won't move off of it. Yes. They won't listen to a, a compelling argument from either side or they won't engage. Yeah, And that represents <sighs> to me like a lack of curiosity. That's sort of like that idea of like, why would I leave the United States? It's the best place in the world. Right. It's like, no one's saying it's not a great place. Right. But it's a big world, and there are other places. Right. You don't have to rank them. Yeah. And yeah. Who? And, who, and you, who and you certainly don't have to it, you renounce your citizenship. Right. But, right. Right. But maybe go check out Asia or right. Africa or wherever. Yeah. 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 But don't just don't don't get into this intractable place of. No, I'm not because I I like what I like. Well, it's that's like like eating steak every day. Like, <laughs> I like steak, so I'm going to have it every day. You're like, you know, there are other foods, right? right, How about trying some? But you, I, it's you're an not a- an eight year old. <laughs> you're not like, no, I don't, I don't like it. Why right. don't you like it? You haven't ever tried it. Right, I right. know because it's green. I don't like green things. People or fi-
1: people tick ten boxes. They find the places that they like, the people that they like, the the things that they like. And I'm not talking about everybody, but and then like I'm saying, they stop making an effort. But it sounds to me like you're trying to be curious you're trying to encourage that in yourself
0: yeah i mean and, and you know look there there's only so many hours in the day obviously and you, and you can't go to every show and do everything but i think part of it is like and not all of us are james franco and have you know every interest in the world kind mm-hmm. of under Does one he? well it seems like it it seems, it seems like that guy's got like <laughs> nine degrees and like always in school and you're like wow dude you're 21 like that's insane <laughs> Um, and you're a hugely successful, you know, yeah. movie star. Yeah. I'm like, okay, good for you. Uh-huh. I don't know if I have that much curiosity. In right, my, right. In my, that's uh, an hopper. annoying level of curiosity. Um, I don't like that. Well,
1: I think it's, <laughs> I think it's
0: commendable. <laughs> I'm, I'm just teasing. I, I, you know, I think it's commendable. But.
1: Well, the other thing—it's funny that uh, James Franco comes up because the other thing I was going to compliment you on is, is presence. Is that goes back to eye contact. I know, I know that's uh, awkward for us to talk about because we're talking right now, but. I think that's that's a value. Curiosity and presence are huge. Is 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 presence something you make an effort for?
0: Yeah. I mean, in a word, yes. It's <laughs> it's uh it's part of it is 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 you know, it's kind of what I do as an actor. Is you have to be present and aware and not again! Not just locked into one. I'm going to read it this way. Right. I don't care what you do right. opposite me. I'm going to be stuck on my one. Little kid actors get that a lot because they generally like rehearsal, rehearsal, rehearsal. You must say it this way. You must say yeah, it this yeah, way. Yeah, and you're like, if I walked out of the room right now, you would say it exactly the same way. You're not listening. You're not paying attention. Right, you're not present. Right. So I think that's you know part of that is just I I try to do that as a as an actor and and sure. and carry that over into life. I mean, you want to like take people in, especially if they're. Friends of yours, or 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 friends of friends, you don't want to be, you know, dis- dismissive because, mm-hmm. and that again, that's a, that's a great another part of that L.A. thing of like people immediately are like, all right, where are you in the social mm-hmm. slash professional strata? Mm-hmm. And how much attention do I have to pay to you because of that?
1: What teat can I go and suck off of? Well, James Franco was in that movie, uh, which keeps coming up. If I watch a movie, it comes up a lot. <laughs> we record a lot of shows in the week, but I just watched that. It's called the artist at present. Did you buy any chance to see it? Uh, it's Marina Yakovich. And, uh, she, uh, she did it at MoMA in New York where she just sits. Oh yeah, yeah. She, she sat there for yes. like three days or a week or something. like that. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was months and months. Oh, was it that it was, month? I think it was four months. She was there wow. every day, open to close, just sitting in a chair and you could sit across cross from her and stared at her. And James Franco did it.
0: Old curious George himself went and did it. Yeah, I mean, you know, there was an amazing installation in New York, too, that was where they wrapped the statue of uh, at Columbus Circle and they basically did it in a way, it's a Japanese artist whose name escapes me right now, but they did it in a way where they put the scaffolding around basically built an apartment around the top of the huh. Of the Christopher Columbus statue, so the statue was essentially the centerpiece of this apartment. Yes, and you could go, and they furnished it, and they had TVs on, and they had like a full-on like thing. So you could part of the thing was like go to the apartment. Yeah, and people weren't living there, obviously. You right, know, get out in like right. half hour, but you could walk around and like look out the windows, and it was this amazing apartment in the <laughs> Columbus Circle with a huge statue of Christopher Columbus in the middle. It's it. really fun. Um, and there, you know, uh, uh, Jen went with some friends. I, I wasn't uh, available to go because I wasn't in New York the time it was running, but. Uh, she went and said, it was, it was amazing. Yeah. You know? I was like, when are you going to have this experience? It's yeah. Like, essentially. So I applaud James for doing that. Yeah. I, I, had I been around and, and doing it, I it. seems like something you would try it, do. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Why not?
1: I just, what interests me What's about it. What's the
0: worst thing that could happen in that? You know what I mean? Like, I have no
1: idea. Absolutely. Well, so, you feel nothing. I think people might be afraid that they'll feel nothing. Yeah. I mean, probably
0: the worst thing that could happen is you shit your pants. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> or projectile vomit, or vomit, onto, vomit her onto the
0: lady and, and then, shit and onto her. And, like that's probably the worst thing that can happen. But bar that, which is pretty rare, right, right, right. right.
1: I wonder how many. When we talk about fostering curiosity, how much of it is people don't are afraid that if they do something, it won't do it for them. Like they won't feel anything, and that'll make them feel hollow and life meaningless.
0: I don't think it's necessarily that at a at a fundamental level. I think most mostly people don't do things because they're afraid. Mm. Uh, and they're not afraid that it's going to make them feel something. They're just afraid that they're it's new. Mm-hmm. People have this kind of fear of things they don't know or they're not comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's it's that's a shame, really, because it's kind of like I don't know, like maybe you'll like it. Right. The worst thing that can happen, probably, other than shitting <laughs> projectile, vomiting, <laughs> projectile
1: shitting vomit, is that you won't <laughs> like it. Right. Okay, check it off. Right, Didn't right, like right. it. I'm interested, though, also in the idea that there are these gifts that we can give each other that are just like, just like looking at somebody. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and or it's, connecting. Uh, connecting. It's, it's down. just simple. Uh, right. And 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 look, it's it's uh, sort of if, when you wind up celebrity into it, that can get awkward yes. in a certain way because there's there's so many people that for whatever reason want that connection with celebrity or that connection right. with. Uh, you know, and, and, and who knows what the actual reason is? Because it makes them feel feel better, or it's a good story, yeah. or it's they're going to get. Well, uh,
1: monkeys like looking at pictures of beautiful primates. Have you heard that study?
0: No, but that okay.
1: They show I, them I fit that. monkeys, and they'll they'll okay. sit around and stare at them all that? day. Yeah. I mean, I, I have to think in this. In this, that's the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue for monkeys, basically. Or the, well, that's what it is for us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, <laughs> I fully agree. And, and that's and what it. GQ is. And, that, and we're just looking at these things, and and, and it, it does it for us. I'm, I don't think it's a bad
0: thing. I don't. Think, I don't. I think obviously, like anything taken to extremes, it can be a bad thing. But I think there is that sense of like aspirational quality to to, to that. Yes. Okay. Like you know, you thumb through GQ or whatever, you're like, boy, I wish I could have that car someday. That's right. a pretty cool car. Right. Maybe I can work for it. Maybe I can work toward that and get Right. That or that, that actor is interesting to me let me read about him and hear his story and, oh maybe that's kind of jives with mine maybe that can inspire me in some way to do something like that well there you know if you get
1: into some of the more new agey things and I'm not talking about the secret we're all done with the secret strike it <laughs> I'm just saying things like The Secret. <laughs> I was reading about this diet. I, I'm interested in nutrition, and I was reading about this diet where this guy, one of his things is that he believes that you're supposed to find the body that you want, the exact body that you want. And look, look at a picture of it. He's basically it's sort of like a vision board, I suppose, okay. which is The Secret. But there's something about planting it in your subconscious sure. that knows you're being driven in that way.
0: All of that, I think, is basically just just establishing a goal.
1: Yes, uh, it doesn't have to be new agey. It's just there's no. Your goal. I mean,
0: it's that you know that's like that's grade school stuff. Yeah, like hey, at the end of this year, right, we're, you're going to be able to read, or you're right. going to be able to do math, or your multiplication tables, or whatever. And then you work toward that, and mm-hmm. then ideally, by the end of it, if you've applied yourself and you can, not then you will have achieved that. Right. I mean, part of the hard part of of our industry or that stuff is that so much of your success is dependent upon validation from other people mm-hmm. that you really can't quite control. You can work as hard as you want on being an actor, but you, it's not like it's not like being a painter or a musician or a juggler or anything right. where you can just go and practice it. Or even a comedian. Or even there, a comedian. there are no open mics for yeah. actors. There's no, there's no, you know, there's no uh, feedback.
1: Or you can I, like even with comedy if before you do an open mic, you can be like, oh, I'm act, I'm funny in life. Like I, I made a couple jokes. That, or you can sit, you can literally sit and write jokes.
0: Yeah. But and you then take them to somebody and have them read them and say, Are these funny? Right. It's not like you can act in a room by yourself. Right. And well, then pretend you didn't like your soup at a restaurant. Be right. like, she really bought that. <laughs> uh, that was really good. I was I cried when I didn't like that soup. <laughs> you oversold it. Uh, but so it is a weird kind of uh curveball that that, that I, comes in that. And then that and then there's really no there's no uh sort of baseline that you can point to and say, like, that per- that's good acting, that's right, bad acting. Right. That's a, a, a beautiful person, that's a not beautiful person. Because yeah. it's so subjective. I mean, mm-hmm. it's utterly subjective. There's, there's And that's one thing it has in common with comedy is kind of like, you and I could sit at, at the same comedy show and have completely different yeah. uh, experiences because I'm like I don't like this guy. It sounds like somebody I've heard of, or it's right. somebody stealing somebody's act, right. or, And not doing it as good. Or,
1: or the classic audition scenario—you could be afraid that you look like you look—he looks like this bully right. that I don't even like. Right. So it's not even. It's yeah, not yeah really just the thing
0: of you just have some sort of
1: yeah. pre-established. It's so funny that you say that. On the ride over, I was thinking about my. Uh, I just I did an hour, and I was thinking about <laughs> so. i'm being vulnerable i was thinking about who at comedy central because they did six of them i was like i wonder if anybody was like Pete's was my favorite and then i was like but then these antibodies came up that i've established in therapy and it was like it doesn't matter mine was my favorite i liked mine the best
0: it's hard but honestly like that's your right to wonder that uh, (laughs) because it's because that's ultimately what Makes My job as one thing get chosen. I mean, you yeah. know, it's like, did it land? Right. You know, obviously if you felt good about it, did you feel good about it? I felt like I, you know, did a good show and it was the right people in the audience and right. I had the right material and I worked really hard on it. Right. That's all great if you if you come out of it thinking like I did the best show I could do. Right. The other part of it is like you know, selling it and spinning it and all that other stuff, well, is, is which is part of the business, honestly. But you, you have so little control over that. Right. And so it's, you know, that's the old, like, whatever, the, I guess it's an AA thing or I don't know, but, like, whatever, you know, control the things you can. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And Leave Alone is the ones you can't because right. you'll drive yourself nuts. Right, exactly.
1: I, I I love Nirvana as my creative, they, they. I, I, this just came up on the show, and it's going to keep coming up, but the idea that Kurt Cobain wanted to do this, like, punk rock music, but he also loved the Beatles and he wanted to land. Yeah. He wanted to make hits. Yeah, you. He wanted hooks. There's
0: definitely, you know, the the sort of pure punk sensation of just making noise and anti everything. Right. But that doesn't last. Right. Honestly, it doesn't. It doesn't affect you, you know, for a for a really for a long period of time. It's just it's just this kind of anti mm-hmm. uh, which which is why a lot of young kids like it they're like fuck everything and, right, and, right right and, right and, uh, you're not uh, supposed to like it and, yes, yeah, you're, yes. you know you're you're rebelling against everything at a certain point but yeah. but yeah what you say about Nirvana is very true they first of all the three amazing musicians uh, but also like a musical sensibility that right. that was able to put those two things together. Yeah. and and that's
1: impressive. And made hits. So it has to feel good when you you do the work that you do and you think it's good. You go and do the take that you're like that's that's the way I wanted to do that. Uh, that's the way I wanted to act it, and you felt good. But then it also feels good that people liked
0: it. Like, sure. I mean, it, you know, at the at the end of the day, especially when I when I mostly talking about my day job like madman i'm like i like going to work because i like what i do i'm very proud of it Mm -hmm. uh the fact that it also exists in a world where people are are fans and 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 it's been critically received so well is is bonus i mean Mm -hmm. that's gravy um it's pretty good gravy and it's great gravy i mean you can't really argue with it i mean i i can't uh i can't really there's nothing about it that I'm not grateful about, and yeah. and, and incredibly sort of humbled about, it. and it's because right. it's because it's, all of that stuff is again, you know, I'm part of the show, and and I'm doing what I can do to make the show as good as I can, but I can't make people like it, right? Um, I can't make people watch. I can do what I can and people like want to see the show or if there's something about it or something about my performance in particular that they strike to or if they mm-hmm. see me on SNL and they're like, wait, mm-hmm. that guy's on a show mm-hmm. that's not a funny show? Like, mm-hmm. holy shit, let me watch it. Like, right. Great. All of that is publicity and like trying to sort of drum up interest. Right. But the stuff that I do have control over, you know, being at work and being prepared and doing what I can and, and honestly, like, treating people well uh, – is that part yeah, of it is don't be is, a dick yeah i mean that's, oh, that's like a, such a good lesson for anybody out there it's just yeah that's the thing i i wonder if you get uh well your comedy is not necessarily so confrontational but like i i wonder if if you have ever had that because there's there's that weird thing where where people come up to comedians and want to like dig mm-hmm. you know, or they'll be like oh you're you're be mean you be mean, mean. yeah
1: and it's I get it of- because a lot of the people I love are mean to me, so I get it sometimes. And people are like who hey, loves it. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah no, 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 I
0: don't. I, I don't, like, don't no love. No one it. does it, and I don't know
1: you. No, it's not part of the bit. <laughs> if Marin wants to break my balls, I'm like, holy shit! The guy whose podcast I stole is making fun of me. But if some if some random person is like, "Fuck you! You stole from Marin. You're fucking lesbian Val Kilmer." I don't like that. <laughs> Lesbian Velkin was a pretty good one. I line. do, kind of, guys. <laughs> it's mine. They stole it from me.
0: <laughs> um, but no, I, I, I'm always fascinated by that. It's like if if it's not related to something specific that you're sharing with that person, like then you're just being a dick. Mm-hmm. And. It's Why a, would you be a dick to somebody that you right. don't know? It's like,
1: how much of success is not being a dick and showing up? Though, I know Woody Allen said that's a big part of success, and not being a dick. Bill Burr gave me the best advice in stand-up ever, which is keep your head down, don't be a dick, you'll get in. That's what he said. I have to imagine that's similar for acting.
0: I, I think it is. Honestly, it's it's, uh, and I've directed a couple episodes now, and kind of and, and produced a couple movies with Jen. Fat Betty. Um, yes, indeed. <laughs> it's not the name of the episode, but yes. <laughs>
1: Um, <laughs> I'm not here to not be me, John. <laughs>
0: um, but the the amount of people that come into casting rooms, and whether it's nerves or whether it's whatever, uh, and and shoot themselves in the foot immediately because they're either right. kind of off putting or rude or something, or, right. or, or not prepared. Right, you're you're like okay, like you got in the room, right. And you didn't do anything with it. You flared up and had
1: some sort of you. You threw up on Marina. Yeah, on, on, the, on the artist. <laughs> yeah, you threw up right on the artist.
0: I, I, I I'm amazed at that, and and I think there is a lot of the, a lot of that is like youth, I think, or or nerves. Um, but it but it is it is fascinating, and, and yeah, and I do think it's a, that's a big part of it, and and that's a great piece of advice I think for young actors too of like. Don't get in the way. Yes. Don't make too much of a spectacle of yourself yes. until
1: you've earned it. Well, the first part, keep your head down, I think, yeah. is also brilliant. Yeah. Until, keep you, your until fucking you've head it. down.
0: <laughs> yes, please earn it. Please. You go tell Louis C.K. how to make yes. people laugh. Yes. Like, guess what? No, yes. you're not.
1: Yes, because because grotesque confidence starts to flourish a little bit later. Like some some comedians will be very big personalities, and people will see them in their off stage persona. Be like, I'll be like that. Even
0: well, even even like the the guy uh, in the documentary comedian Orny Orny, yeah, um, who's a funny guy and has good jokes and good stuff. But like right. the the crazy misplaced confidence of that guy. Well, that's yeah, that's in the exactly wrong right. room, right? And there's the line where, where I gotta get my own like door now. George, uh, uh, the manager, whatever yes. his name is. Was George like, Shapiro. Shapiro said, you know, some compared him, set some comparison to Stephen Wright. Yes. And Orny He was like, well, what's Stephen Wright ever do? Yeah. And his response was he won an Academy Award. I know, I know. It's
1: one of the worst moments like, of all time. Seinfeld said he cast Orny in that movie Cast. I know it's a documentary, but they decided to include him because he felt that Orny was the visible comic. You know how they have those visible men sure. where you see the lungs and everything? He was like, this is how on some level
0: all comedians feel but Orny just lets it out that's impressive because you would think you would think that guy would go there is no way I'm going to be in this thing <laughs> yeah. and anybody with any sort of sense of themselves outside of themselves would yeah. go like oh th- I'm going to look like an asshole yeah 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 but that guy doesn't have that right well chip. that's how he
1: got in the in the movie too I believe he, he told Seinfeld he kept getting bumped by Seinfeld and he was like can you please let me go on first and and that's kind of how he caught his eye that he was being a bit of a dick to Seinfeld. Not a dick, just but being assertive, maybe less less deferential than he should. be. And it, it kind of makes the movie without him. I don't think there's a movie. No, I
0: agree. <laughs> I agree because <laughs> yeah, it, it's so- it is a fascinating study. It yeah, really
1: is. we do have those things, and I, I, you know, we say on the show sometimes is the idea people don't like confidence, but they like certainty. You know what I mean? I think
0: that's that's a. And I, I don't know if I would necessarily agree that they don't like confidence. I think they don't like
1: arrogance. They get cocky. Yeah. Yeah. Over, overconfident. Yeah.
0: Because uh, I think confidence and certainty are, are two sides of the same coin. And yeah. I think that uh, – but that arrogance or cockiness or that just like – mostly that just means it's misplaced. Right. Like you just haven't earned it. Right. Well, And, yeah. and you're not good at asserting it. You're mm-hmm. not good at displaying it. Mm-hmm. I guess that's the thing. And, I mean, look, you know, we're, we were all young once and we were all stupid once. And, and <laughs> ideally, the, the, the longer you go through life, you, you learn to behave better. Yeah. Um, and and believe it or not, it does take a certain level of confidence or cockiness or whatever to do what both you and I do. Yes. Standing up in front of people and trying to win them over and make them laugh. Or sure. standing on a set in front of 75 people and, you know, getting through a scene. Right. It's, it's – uh you, you need a healthy dose of, of ego to be able yes. to do that.
1: I, I, I had a tweet. I've actually mentioned this tweet. You know who Joel Osteen is? Yeah. He's that big yeah. pastor guy for those of you listening. I just had a tweet where I was like, Joel Osteen getting off stage and it was quotes and he was like, that's how you do it, motherfucker. <laughs> like, because I was like, that's a performance. Sure. He's a man. And we're talking about humility and I, I, can, I love this message. Keeping your head down, don't be a dick. I can't say it enough and I love to hear you agreeing with it. But I know – they're doing SNL and they're starting up. You have to, have to be like, I got this. You don't have to be a dick about yeah. it. You don't say it to the PAs. Right. But you say, ham bone? That's what you call yourself. I do. I got this.
0: I do call myself ham bone. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, 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 it's a requirement. That's absolutely true. And especially when you look at something like SNL. And I, I remember reading uh, uh, Daryl Hammond's uh, autobiography, which is crazy, by the way. I, don't know I gotta read it. It is, it is it's an, it's insane. The guy's life is insane. Yes. Um, but he got to such a place on that show, and he was a mess, and he was, uh, you know, drugged out, and all this other stuff, and, and cutting himself, just all of this crazy oh. stuff that he was into. But when the show would go, yes, something in him would just a switch would flip and he would deliver. Yes. And that like, that's why he was on the show for 16 seasons. Right. And cause Lorne knew that he could completely depend on Daryl, even though Daryl was not the most dependable guy. It was was just something that 1130 on Saturday, he was there and he was ready to go. It's
1: a great Robert Klein quote. And I I know it applies to you and I'd love to hear how it applies to you because uh, Robert Klein says uh, a comedian's job isn't being funny. A comedian's job is being funny at eight o'clock on Saturday. A lot of people are funny. Can you feel funny at 8 o'clock on Saturday? So, I have a lot of things. There are things that I eat. There's an amount of rest that I want to get, blah, blah. Um, you also have to do this. It, 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 you're on set. You're also in virtually every scene. Fucking deliver. Yeah. No. Nobody's going to be happy. You got all these union guys around you or whatever. You know, not to stereotype union guys, but maybe they want to get out of here. And you have to cry and tell a woman that this is all there is. I think.
0: Uh... <laughs> Have you read this season? Oh God. <laughs> um, uh, I remember at a certain point, like in the, f- a couple times in the, in the in the history of the show, one of them was like the first day of shooting, where mm-hmm. it was literally like, okay, uh, you're on. Yes, and that was when nobody knew what the show was going to be, and it was this. This is the season one. I'm sorry. This was the pilot. Uh-huh. Completely amorphous thing that it was now time to kind of. You know, you, you go through all these hoops to try to get the job. and it's like, mm-hmm. Now you got the job. Now you got to do it. Mm-hmm. And it was terrifying in its own way. But then I remember at some point during the season one, I looked at my schedule and it, I was in every scene <laughs> in the week. Mm-hmm. Five days, you know, however many scenes, seven scenes a day, six scenes a day, whatever. I was just like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Like that's. And look, <clears> I, I've said this before many times. It's not like I'm a lead miner. I mean, it's not yes. like this is not You're, like yes. physically backbreaking labor. Right but it still takes a lot of concentration and mental acuity and like focus and energy like it yes. just does i mean i'm sorry if, if you know people and was, pr- just an actor like burr burr, burr well yeah. sorry like
1: you're-, you're in a safe place we complain about not having bananas in the green room here <laughs> you're, you're, but, nobody's going to give you shit for whatever reason like it's a legitimate you're also a being job. present like you're saying right. you're you're not just saying
0: no and the and the and the, the amazing thing about that is like is just getting anybody that's never acted before and sticking them in front of the camera and say okay go if it's so easy go. right 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 uh, and and watching how that works that's, out which I'm is sorry, generally
1: it, terribly that's what I saw a pornographic uh, documentary a documentary about pornography sure. it wasn't pornographic itself but that's what Jenna Jameson said she was like all guys think they can do porn and she loves to say fine get hard right now do it yeah like in public right now with everybody watching. Yeah, and that's basically what that job requires. Right, And there's, you have to get your emotional dick going. <laughs> that is the most <laughs> tortured analogy I've ever for heard this in show. My life. I can't stop bringing up creativity and fucking and how, how, whoever's being creative, men or women, need to get some sort of get it
0: going. Well, I mean, the, the end of the, the story of like looking at my schedule and saying like, I've got all of this work to do yep. was like, okay, it's going to be difficult, but I will concentrate on this scene, and then we will shoot that scene, and then I'll have concentrate on the next scene, and yes. we'll shoot that scene. And basically just, you know, it's it's it might sound trite or whatever, but I was like, look, I can only concentrate on one thing at a time. Yes, I'm not going to worry about the whole week because that's kind of productive, and that's not going to help anybody. It's huge. It's I'm just going to do... You know, one thing at a time, and then I'll look up, and it'll be Wednesday, and I'll look up again, it'll be Friday, and it's time to go to sleep. Exactly, great. So that is a big part of it, and I and I think a lot of people get wound up in so many other things rather than just doing good work, and 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 it because it's easy to do. It's like, why aren't I on the cover of a magazine, or why am I not getting paid attention to, or why didn't I get the Comedy Central gig, or why why why, why did they pick this guy over me, or whatever? Not to not to name names because I don't really know who's who's getting picked these days, but. You think like well maybe we're ready. Right. Like don't worry about it. Maybe yeah, yeah. we're ready. Yeah. And maybe maybe they made the wrong decision. Right. But your job is to go prove to them that they made the wrong decision. Right. Well not, that's what that's not to th- just wallow in this weird bitter like I didn't get mine. Mer.
1: That's the Gaffigan thing. He told me this on a subway car in New York about 10 years ago. He said you have to become undeniable. And nobody's naturally undeniable. No. You have to insist. That's a requisite for undeniability. Right. You have to insist. Nobody wanted to book Gaffigan. Gaffigan, like you, was a slow burn. I actually don't know, but it took you a while. Sure. At, at part of I, it. I mean,
0: I was in L.A. for three years before I got a job. Yeah. And not a, obviously not a waiting tables or like right, a marketing sure. gig, but like before I got... And, and it wasn't because I didn't have an agent or I didn't have <laughs> auditions. I had a great agent and tons of auditions. Yes. I just didn't get hired. Yes. And part of it was a, I was a weird kind of outlier in, in my age group and... Uh, when I got here in 94, 95, whenever it was, it was like very WBCW kind of time. If you looked like you were 18 years old, you would not stop working. hmm and I ne- I didn't even look eighteen when I was eighteen. Oh right, yeah. yeah so yeah. it was just kind of like, all right, I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna go audition to play James Vanderbeek's dad. Like what? Yeah. He's four years younger than me. Like, yeah, That's yeah, yeah. crazy. Right. I'm auditioning next to Peter Gallagher and Harry Hamlin. Like right. I'm just like, oh, this is There's, weird. Is
1: there a worse <laughs> feeling than an audition room full of the right people? And you're the wrong. <laughs> and
0: you're the wrong one. Yeah, you just look like a thumb. <laughs> we just told that story. I went in and told them.
1: I'm not trying to sound cool. I just thought it was fun. It was liberating because I went in. And I was like, uh, I'm not a good cop. <laughs> was because like, it was three little parts. I was like, I'm not a good cop. I'm not this guy. You should give it to that guy, right. sort of thing. Uh, because it's, it's a fun thing with casting directors to see them as people and go, oh, they want you to be right too. Sure,
0: all they want to do is end the session. Of they course, want to be like we got because you've
1: cast things, yeah, and you want them to be
0: the person. Absolutely, it's a huge relief when they're the person because you're done. You're done, and everyone wants to be and done. And then you, ideally, you're like, we got the. The great guy who's going to be great on the day, yeah, and then and you all, look good, and we all look good, and we can all go it, home. It's everybody's
1: ass. If you cast the wrong person, the actor's like, "Well, I blew it," but then the casting director's like, "Well, I'm currently blowing it because I cast you." No, it's true, and and it's
0: and it is an imprecise science, of course, but uh, yeah, but it is fascinating because you think like, no, 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 it's it's. You need to the, the, all they want to do is, is give you the part. Yeah. So you're not oh, you're not God. wasting their time. Like, you
1: start it's like those professors at the beginning that say everyone has an A. And your grade just goes down. Right. I don't know if you ever had that, sure. but you go in the room with an A. Yeah.
0: No, I was a teacher. <laughs> I, I, I taught for I taught at my old high school for uh, a year, uh-huh. and I taught acting and public speaking and, and and improv to to ninth grade through eighth grade through eleventh grade. That must have been fun. One of my students actually Ellie Kemper. Kemper. Yeah. Yes, I know Ellie. Um, and her sister Carrie. We gotta um, get Ellie on the show. But um, she was great first mm-hmm. of all but the kids I would say like look I'm not here to like ruin your college transcript right I'm not going to give you an F yeah you know pr- if you come in and you have the worst attitude in the world and you're a terrible actor you'll get a B mm-hmm. but try right just try right uh, and the school that I went did to did that work it really did honestly yeah. Like yeah. some of the like 8th graders or you know, especially the 8th grade boys are just absolutely they cannot focus so right. you just want to like grab them and be like just do this now right 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 um, but most of them yeah they were kind of like okay they got the bargain because you're talking you're speaking the truth to them yeah and, and it's and it's unvarnished you're like look if you come in and you show no respect for anyone else in the class or no respect for the class itself or no respect for me it's like that's not going to be great right for you right but if you're a bad actor or you're not comfortable getting up in front of people that's f- fine that's right. most people right you, so don't be an actor right. go be a mathematician
1: right. or something right or learn what you can learn from and part, try- of, the,
0: part of our whole um, the whole sort of educational ethos of the of the school was was education is experience and art is experience so you you're you were made to take painting and sculpture and music and all this stuff mm-hmm. early like 7th and 8th grade and then, ninth through 12th grade, you got to pick what you wanted to do mm-hmm. and focus on things that you liked. And it was like amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a terrible artist. Mm-hmm. I cannot draw. I cannot sculpt. I cannot paint. Mm-hmm. But I got to do it, and it was fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I learned that that's I'm how you know. not great at it. <laughs> that's how you know, yeah. So, okay, I wasn't going to take, like, more classes of something that I'm terrible at because right. it doesn't give me any, you know, joy, whatever. Right. But I was able to take, like, acting as a young kid and, like, public speaking and things like that. I was like, oh, well, well, I'm actually of, kind of good at this.
1: That's that's outliers. So Did you read outliers? I did not. You already said outliers. But that, that I'll sum it up for you. Basically, it's you have to be as young as possible and then have it become available. Like, Bill Gates was as young as you could be to understand computers at the exact time that computers became accessible. So you received some acting training, and and then it even continued. You got some show – Steve Martin, in his book, said that uh, teachers are in show business.
0: Yeah. So you were
1: doing a show business. He also said an
0: interesting thing in that book, which I thought was incredibly – Uh, important for like young actors to hear which is like auditioning is the worst thing in the world yes (laughs) there it's the worst way to to judge anything because it's so fraught with all of this stuff that doesn't really mean anything and it's a terrible way to showcase a person it's another skill it is another skill that is kind of like not really relevant yes um but it's it's kind of the best thing we got going right And, and and it's I was like, it was impressive to see somebody like Steve Martin say that, who's actually, I've met a couple times and is an incredibly nice person, but an incredibly shy person mm-hmm. and reserved. And you, th- everyone kind of, like, oh, he's being a dick. Mm-hmm. Like, no, no, no. Again, it's like, he doesn't owe you anything. He's fucking Steve yeah. Martin. Yeah. Do your dance. Um, yeah. and, and, and you just go, okay, well, let him be him and you be you. And maybe you will... Right, you will have a, a moment, but you can't. You certainly can't force it. Ugh.
1: Audition. There's a reason why people have auditioning nightmares, and why a lot of comedians, like Papatone do a lot of material about auditioning, because it is your humanity a little bit on showcase. It, 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 it's it's a it's, a, it's a, to anyone else, it would be a hell dream where you right. go in and there's a board of your superiors you. filming and judging you. Yeah. And I, I and at been, the end of
0: it is either rejection, yes, or wealth.
1: Yes. <laughs> well, that's, that, that's the skateboarder analogy. I was thinking about that earlier when you're talking about actors and comedians as well. You're talking about uh, Patton when he was a poker-playing slob and you when you were a poker-playing slob. It's like actors, like skateboarders, are either garbage, you can, they never land a trick, or suddenly it just seems like overnight they're Tony
0: Hawk and you're just like, what the fuck? Uh, well, I think that there's a... There's a truth to that, and part and and the and the a big part of it is just experience. I yeah. think I think one of the things Jen read Outliers and she was telling me about it, but isn't isn't that also sort of the ten thousand hour rule? Yes, mm-hmm. and you think about that and you go, yeah, there's a reason the Beatles were really good, right? They had and to play. It wasn't because they, you know, right. lucked into. They didn't sign a deal with the devil in a weird Charlie Daniels song. Right, right, like, right, right, They they actually put the time in. Right, and they weren't always amazing. Right, of course. Yes. But they reached a level at a very young age. Because they started so young. Because they started very young. Yes. They started as young. The same thing with the Rolling Stones. I read Keith Richards' book about that. He gets, he, as soon as he could pick up a guitar, he was playing a guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then he was completely breaking it down and, and reinventing this guitar and right. he plays guitar like nobody else. So you're like, okay, there's a guy that's put the time in. Right. And again, what we were talking about with, with stand-up and acting, but like – you. You can't just put the time in really by yourself. Right. You need to be on a show. You need to be in class. You need right. to be you know kind of around people that you, you at least need one other person. Right. Uh, you can't just sit in your room and, and tune act your yourself. acting no, guitar. You can't in the way right. that you can. And if with you a did, guitar. you'd
1: probably be terrible. Right.
0: Terrible because there's no immediate feedback. Right. You're not. You're not learning the the proper tools you're learning how to i don't know probably write
1: yeah maybe or act in a vacuum yeah which is no there's no such thing right like
0: really what is what is what does that even mean
1: you're a big reactor i'm getting i mean that's good acting well listener i I guess uh you
0: know i i think it's i think you play the scene as much as you can you you have words and you have you know motions and you try to to do them as best as can but you you definitely have to pay attention to people in the scene or else it doesn't make sense is this is this
1: I know you got your 10,000 hours before you started uh, Mad Men certainly but that is this is the most intensive acting you've done
0: yeah I don't I don't know if I did necessarily I mean I was on a show for three years I did about 100 episodes or 150 episodes of television before I started Mad Men but uh,
1: do you feel like you're improving
0: yeah always yeah and part of that is living life and having experiences and like you know hey John hey fucking A
1: hey, right because <laughs> you didn't have pause
0: exactly and, and you fucking American treasure yeah. <laughs> that is part of it, and, and kind of taking all of it in as as the as the crazy experience it is, not letting it get to your head, not letting like whatever that bitterness or or right. You know feeling of like well i i didn 't get mine i like, right. well, 've gotten all this, but i didn 't get that
1: well you 're talking about the struggling and the three years before you book and all that sort of stuff and i 'm telling you as somebody who's, who's not as uh, sick don 't get me wrong, I, I consider myself successful i 'm feeling happy and fulfilled but i 'm talking about you know like uh, mainstream success you're you 're more successful in that way, and i 'm telling you that i 'm tempted to become an asshole. It has to be do you actively go against it? do you get your own coffee or you know i 'm not trying to
0: I guess I do, but but not in a, not in a, a sort of ostentatious way of like, look at me not being an asshole. Right, right. That's, right, right. that's another too. thing.
1: That's another yeah, thing. Yeah.
0: Um, but no, I mean, I, I, you know, I'm I'm aware of other people, and I guess I'm much aware of other people, and that other people's time has value, and mm-hmm. and you know. If you have an assistant, their job is to assist you. It's, you're, you're not making their life easier by like, no, no, no. I'll do it. I'll right. do it. I'll do it. I'll right. do it. I'll do it. It's like, let that's them do their job. job. Let them do their job. Um, you let know, the taxi or, take you to the airport, or whatever. Yeah, yep. and, or, and especially on a movie set where everyone's job is so regimented, right. and you're kind of like, oh, I can help, and I'll. Right. And like, no, no, no. <laughs> then right. We have a whole department of people that do right. that, and you'll just do it wrong. Right. Um, so let them do that. Right, right, right. Um, and that's a that's an important lesson to learn too, because I guess there's this sort of Humility, or midwestern kind of like, oh no, okay. That was one of the first lessons I learned. Uh, was there too much humility? Was yeah, you, you, you got to have a little like, you know, sense of like you deserve to be in the room. Yes. Don't walk in and, and be like, oh, no sorry. one cares. i sorry. Yes, yeah. I'm, I'm not. I'm not good. Or, right. Like. There's there's a healthy dose of humility. Well, it and goes then back to the casting. Like, your Eeyore, right? They don't want you
1: to be Eeyore. No. Your first part was Winnie the Pooh. Perfect. That's right, exactly. I'm just saying they want you to have a little bit of that. You're helping everybody by being having a little certainty. Absol- absolutely. By going in and doing your job. No, absolutely. Did you greenlight your own success when you're when did you? F- let, let me tell you what I mean by that. When we were talking about having a goal, did you find at some point in your life you could see it? Could you go, oh, I can see myself being in a show whereas before maybe you were being a little too Midwestern and, like, I don't know, maybe uh, maybe a Chex commercial. I, I, I
0: don't know. I think, I think I was always kind of aware that that would sit fine on me. Yes. Uh, that's nice. I feel like that's kind of rare. I, you know, I never want to, I, I, and I still kind of weirdly don't necessarily want to, to be like Tom Cruise. I think that's a very specific... Uh, desire in people and i think some people have that whether it's will smith or tom cruise like these Mm -hmm. crazy mega movie stars where Mm -hmm. you're just like that is a level of exposure and loss of self and privacy that i i I don't think would be very fun you don't want to upload your soul into the matrix yeah i just don't think that would be that fun yeah i think you what you would get what you would lose would not necessarily outweigh what you would get out Mm -hmm. of it Mm -hmm. um and in a way, I think like the way Mad Men has kind of become a, a, a hit, sort of very slowly and and steadily, and yet a bit undeniably of like this kind of uh, th- cultural thing, mm-hmm. has been a, a a perfect perfect way for me to to kind of experience that, and and it's enabled me to do a lot more stuff that I want to do, and meet a lot of cool people, and have a lot of other cool experience, and, and, and you know, I make okay money on it, and and that can you know lead to like you. you comfort in, like, being mm-hmm. able to pay your bills and, like, Not take care worrying of your family it, yeah. and, and and all that stuff, and and that's also very nice, and it's, you know, we live in a world now that just the loss of privacy is is immediate and and omnipresent, and, you know, and, and, and yet also, like, people seem to want to give their privacy away, too, whether it's, you know, kind of oversharing through Facebook or Twitter or this or that and the other. It's just constant mm-hmm. pl- plugged-in-ness, Um, and I'm not a I'm not a social networking guy I don't I don't do it I don't have any desire to do it um, but you know it's 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 not going away. Right. And I, we're not going to wake up one day and be like, you know what, Twitter, we decided it wasn't a great idea right. and it's gone. And, and, you know, people were kind of abusing it. So mm. it's no, it's like none of that goes away. It just gets more.
1: I think that's what they're hypothesizing. The, the idea of the singularity uh, where technology just keeps evolving and, and then literally we are just uploading our souls where I could kind of not visit your Facebook page, but visit your memory bank. Sure.
0: And, and I think and that's, that's everything at, at a certain point. Yeah. You know, you'll just, there will be a a shared sort of one yeah. knowledge base. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, it's, is amazing in a certain way. Right. But the, the attendant loss of, of privacy and or personality or, or singularity of, of self, I think is a bummer.
1: Yeah. Well, they, they they say you lose uh, you lose your privacy, but you also lose loneliness. I guess you it, t- in being I don't know if
0: that's true. I mean, I think I, I think one of the loneliest things you can do is sort of <laughs> sit on the internet for four hours and look up and be like, "Oh my god, it's Thursday! Like, what happened? I was supposed to be shooting the pilot for Men. <laughs> whoops! I am three days late."
1: <laughs> well, I wasn't going to bring it up except you signed, well, when I wrote you the email to do the show, you signed it, John uh, Internet Penis Sensation Ham.
0: Yeah, well, there's a perfect example of that. Like, yeah. that's something that that.
1: <laughs> and I said we'll get more buzz about your penis going. That's uh,
0: <laughs> yeah. That's certainly something that that is completely out of my control. Does not necess- that does not at all come from right. anything that I've done on purpose or or not. And and yet you know, I mean i have I have friends with five year old boys that don't pay as much attention to their penises. <laughs> the internet (laughs) has all of a sudden decided to pay to mine and it's juvenile and it's ridiculous, but it's, but it's the perfect storm of prurience and like titillation and page click and and then the other. And it's like, I, and it's also like it's not like I'm running around with my dick out. Right. They're literally pointing at pictures of my penis in my pants. Right. Like like pants. every like every in pants. The thing and, we de- we designed. And underwear, by yeah, the way. Yeah, I yeah, wear yeah, underwear yeah. every day of my life. I've never <laughs> not worn underwear. You're though. from St. Louis. He wears underwear. Like now there's this this thing where it's like blah yeah. hey, blah 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 and then it's it just turns into this viral nonsense and you you're yeah. like really? Like it's so juvenile and Did it's that so I don't know. It's just it. It feels you know. It feels like a like a violation. Honestly, Well, I was
1: going to say, did it feel like someone broke your car
0: window or something? Kind of. I yeah. mean, you know, because it's like, I don't know. It's that private parts are private for a reason. And right. again, it's not like I'm running around like with my crotch cut out and my right, waving my right. dick in the breeze. Yeah, That's not, not what I'm doing. You're not, not Bruno. Not the point. Right. Yeah. Or or whatever. It's 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 a strange it's a strange thing because it does feel very kind of attacky and yeah. And and attacky, and, and and attacky. <laughs> uh, you do a great Italian. <laughs> well, hey. Uh, but no, it is it is that weird uh, weird thing where you're kind of like, really? There's there's nothing better to write. Well, about it's primates right now? again.
1: It's primates looking at ding dongs. Exactly. It's silly. Does all of it seem absurd? I'm not da- all of it. I mean,
0: the penis stuff or just the whole. What the I mean is
1: of all of reality.
0: I'm am t- asking you if you're no. having. <laughs> I don't think all of reality seems absurd to me. Mm. I think a, a healthy portion of it does. Yes. And I think that a that's probably a, a healthy attitude to kind of realize that especially in this city and in this industry, you know, it's there's 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 so much rewarded I got in trouble first for, for Again, something I didn't say, but like I got in, into a Twitter fight, which is again impossible for me because I don't have Twitter. Yeah, uh, with Kim Kardashian for basically calling out the fact that, and it wasn't really a slam on her as much as it was a slam on on the world that created her, which is like there, there's a there's a complete like like section of of entertainment that rewards incurious. Um, aggressively, aggressively incurious, incur- mean spirited narcissism, mm-hmm. and why is that? Like, yeah. why? Why is that a thing? And I and I keep going back to it of just like like why do people like to watch Honey Boo Boo or whatever it is? Right. Like, I've never seen the show, but I've read coverage of it, and you're just like, this is like this seems like a a snuff film. Yeah, it is a snuff film. are yeah, just kind of yeah. like, why is this? I mean you would see it once and then and then want to take a shower and be just like I'm right. done like and right. then and if you dare to attack that, then you're somehow being elite or you're, right. how dare you? They're just trying to make money. They're just trying to do this. They're just trying to do that. It's like, no, it's not. They're just, they're, it's the freak show. Well, it's, the, just it's the, the freak Aztec
1: show. human sacrifice is what it, it is. It totally is. And, and you just want to say like, oh man, like, isn't there a better way to do that? And there was a guy in the Aztec kingdom that was like, do we really? She's a virgin. She's a sweet. You're going to stab her? Oh, guys. <laughs> and then they just let him you know, away. She's
0: going to die. Uh, yeah, the, you can't take her heart uh, <laughs> I'm just going on record I'm just going on record We have that fun ball game, <laughs> the, elbow ball elbow game. Ball game. the elbow ball game Picture the elbow ball game Knees and elbows <laughs> It's so much fun You got, uh,
1: <laughs> And it didn't bring rain last time It didn't I, I'm yeah. saying it. It was. It I right. said
0: it. It took a long time. That was not necessarily was, because of that. It was coincidental. It was super coincidental. It was like three weeks later. And where's and Heather? Ha- has anyone noticed it's the same time every year? Ah. We've invented calendars. We should know this by now. <laughs> you save the killing. That's
1: the guy that finally got it to end. You call it uh, spring shower, April showers. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> Well, yeah, that is that is the problem. Have you ever can, have you ever taken the time to think that you could have booked a bad show? You know, um, did you watch? Ex- oh, yeah, extras? sure.
0: Like the, I did. The Andy I Millman. Lo- thing? I, lo- I loved extras. Yeah, and, me too. And, and because it doesn't shy away from a lot of that stuff, where you think like, how much of this is luck? How much of this is being in the right place at the right time? Of course, right. you you make your own luck and all of those aphorisms that we know. But like, there is a certain sense of like having standards that you that you maintain. Yes and also like you you also need to make money i mean you also need to pay the bills right and i thought extras did an amazing job of that of just saying like at the end of the day, you were looking, you know, Andy Millman talked a, talked a good game, but mm-hmm. but all he really wanted was this other side until, right. of course, the end of that heartbreaking yeah. sort of thing where he finally realizes yeah, yeah, just yeah. how yeah. terrible he's been and how terrible a person he's, he's been. such and a good crier that It really Ricky was. And I, I actually just saw the finale of that a couple nights ago because I, I, I had seen it a bunch of times, but I saw it again and I was like, my God, this is amazing. And that whole speech that he goes yeah, it's beautiful. on when he's in the Big Brother house is what we were basically talking about. Yeah. just like, we, this is ridiculous. Like, yeah. Why? You know, you 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 just want to sell yourselves, right? Um, and that was another thing. Like, I never made a deal to sell myself. Like, that wasn't what I set out to do, right? Um, and, and and the the kind of prevailing wisdom on the internet is like, yeah, you did. Hmm. Like, no, wait a minute, no, I didn't. Like, I'm not Kim Kardashian. I'm right. not Honey Boo Boo. This is not my. I'm not a. Rea- I'm not. Right. P- I'm not. Donny um, participating in that. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I'm playing a character <laughs> right. that I leave at work. Like, right. I'm not participating in that part of it. Right. So you can't – you don't get to do that to right. me. Right, right. Um, elect- even though now, you know, w- w- when there's a guy that follows me around now and tries to take pictures of my dick. Right. It's like, well, I never signed on to that. Right. And that's not part of the bargain. Right. But the weird thing is because we we are in this culture that's so over-shary sherry the The younger generation is like, uh, yeah, it is, right? Yes, it is, right? Yeah,
1: you know, I, I'm feeling you a little. Still have a choice, right? I'm feeling mildly conflicted because people who listen to this show know that the whole purpose of this show and I, I know you're going to agree with what I've done this is an oversharing show everybody sure. that knows this show knows everything about me in the way that Marin did as well right they know how I lost my virginity very explicitly all these different things that was my choice and I actually really like it people ask me if it feels weird that they know everything I say it's weird that I like it that's what's weird uh, but I also agree with you that there's an extreme that you go to well there and aren't
0: I, and cameras look, in my and i'm happy like I'm also happy saying no to things like if 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 there was a and I I I am as honest as I want to be, and I share the things that I want to share. But I, right. I'm also willing to withhold and and either steer the conversation away from something or just say no.
1: Right. Um, I was actually going to tell you that I was like, you I, I'm afraid of asking you something because you do have boundaries. Right. Like but, I have a lot of comedians with nothing to
0: lose that'll tell me anything. But that's <laughs> and <laughs> but that's also kind of the difference between being a comic and being an actor as well. Right. When oh, I am the product. Right. Yeah. You're you're you're. You're selling yourself, whereas I'm right. selling a character, right. and and you know there is certainly sort of a public persona of John Ham that I uh, that was air quotes, guys. Yeah. So if you didn't if you didn't uh, <laughs> hear those on the, you can do this, uh, John Hamm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that you also kind of have to maintain and, right. and be aware of, but but that and ideally there's there's a percentage of you that is well, that's the comedy that, part of you, that persona, right? But the larger point is it's like i i have a private life that right. i don't necessarily want to share because it's not for public consumption right it, 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 literally by definition
1: that that extras episode made me cry uh and I, I i like to ask people and this might be too much of a share do you are you a crier
0: can you oh, get yeah. emotional oh totally music like, movies plays everything really yeah no
1: do you remember the, l- the last good cry you had
0: um well i, like- I cried when i saw that extras finale oh, you again did? even though i know it was coming up but uh yeah. uh I saw some great theater this, this year. Jen and I uh, have a place in New York and, and go to see theater a lot and have a lot of friends that, that are either in plays or not. But like uh, once, have you seen the, the oh, Broadway I've version I've seen the movie. The, the movie is obviously devastating as well, but the play is, is beautiful. I, I would and, see it in a heartbeat. And uh, and really, really effective. Yeah. And everyone in it is really good, and it's this beautiful, you know, it's the same story, but it's a heartbreaking story. Oh, God. <laughs> Um, Just thinking about it. Yeah. The music, well, that movie came out right... I'm
1: divorced, and that movie... I got married when I was 22. and 28, I got divorced. And when I was 28, I was in Salt Lake City, and I was doing some shows. I was doing a college or something, and I had a day off, and I went and saw Once. And I was the only person in the theater, and I, it was the perfect... Oh, boy. And now I have the most emotional tie to every one of those songs, as if they're... I was like, I'm a sinking boat
0: <laughs> the whole time. Well, that's what's great about that. I think that's what's great about that show, is that... You know, whether the, the the movie or the play version yeah. it is, is it you bring to it, you know, what you your life and, and it's somehow universal. Is it is it Glenn Hansard? Uh yes, that's the guy in But
1: I mean is he in the play? No 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 oh, no no okay. it's, uh, it's
0: it's it's uh, actors. Okay. I, I can't remember the guy's name unfortunately, but he's fantastic Yeah. It. Um and um
1: so yeah, we? no, it's, it's, it's weird that we, you know I understand I, I've also seen a lot oh,
0: of, the last time I cried a movie was was Beasts of the Southern Wild I haven't seen that oh it's before. amazing Real, but day? I cried it up too so I mean you know uh, well it.
1: up you're an asshole if you don't cry oh, God, in the first 10 minutes you're yeah. a super dick to the
0: point where like w- that th- 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 they can play like four notes of that song oh, and I God. start quivering on the lip and, and the just, like, and Toy Story
1: it. 2 song when we were buddies or whatever oh, what was it back when we were friends I forget it it fucking sucks in fact I have an easier time crying at cartoons I don't know why Toy Story 3 when they hold hands oh my god and they're going to the and they're
0: like, <laughs> no no
1: i you know how good that movie is i thought spoiler i thought they were going to die i literally was like oh this is just a twist and and they they die i, I saw was that so on, it.
0: on an airplane and was probably way too emotional involved on an airplane to great people like dude you're watching a cartoon you really need to pull together i had
1: a lot of people who told me stories uh, my friend adam Lowett was reading the uh, the road did you read the road by any chance the Cormac mccarthy book yeah yeah uh, the end, where the where the uh, what where what happens at the end happens yeah. It's very emotional, very fatherly. That actually, one of the things we talked about at UCB that I I don't know if you've talked about this before, but you told me something that is just so close to my heart. I know my father; his name is John, <laughs> and I love my father. Your father's name is John Holmes. It is okay. <laughs> I just wanted to spell that out. (laughs) And my brother. A lot of crank calls. Really? And I'm Peter, which is a dick, too. Uh, I never – I just realized that. We're all big old dicks. So I uh, – one of the fantasies, a boyhood fantasy of mine would be to see a movie of my parents' life. One of the things I actually, my, my mother and I bonded very deeply. My mom and I are very close over Mad Men. I, I bought her a DVD player and bought her every season of Mad Men, and she tears through it. And now we have all these lovely conversations. What was it like when Marilyn died? What was it like when JFK was shot? Things that I just didn't consider. Right. She worked in an office like that. John Slattery. Slattery? Slattery? Slattery. Slattery? Yeah. He and I had a, a conversation about that briefly one time. I had an audition actually, and he said he had never gotten that. But if in case you haven't gotten that, I want to thank you for it's mm. such a wonderful dialogue starter between uh, parents who grew up in that time. Yeah,
0: I, I hadn't really thought of it that way either. But but I remember uh, uh, kind of I've had this conversation with a couple of people. Like I lost my parents both relatively young when I was when I was ten and when I was twenty. Mm. Uh, And so I never had that experience of like having any kind of really adult conversation with either of my parents. Mm -hmm. Uh, And which is which is, you know, a bummer. I mean, I would have I would have liked to have had that experience. Right. Um, To the point where I'm in fact, I, I just had a birthday a couple weeks ago. I'm 42 now. And my sister sent me a photo album. Of all of these pictures that I hadn't seen in god years, and she was going through boxes or whatever, cleaning out, she was like, "Okay, you should probably have this." Wow. And because my kind of connection to my past has been so has severed so many times, of like, I had stuff in storage in somebody's basement, and then they moved, and it was I was like, "I'm four states away, just right? Gone, whatever. Forget about it." Theirs was a wandering existence. Um, yeah, and 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 I've lived on couches and and in. in, in other people's you're an actor so many times <laughs> i just I, I could really only carry with me what could fit in my car right 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 um so like i have you know f- through family and friends sort of cobbled together these things and everyone's like oh like baby pictures of you i'm like yeah i don't really have any oh my god and so when my aunts or sisters or whatever will send me stuff i'll, I'll kind of look through it and go like oh yeah like i completely forgot about that whole part of my yeah. life yeah yeah yeah. Um, 20 is wicked young yeah well yeah i guess i mean it you know it's it is
1: i know there's younger sure you're, you're a very sweet guy you don't want to come off as sound because people well, have no, it harder I mean,
0: yeah of course obviously like but it, i, I it learned seems... that at a very early age like if you're just going to wallow in kind of sad story town then right you're going to find someone who's got a sadder story the old man with no feet exactly
1: but you told me at ucb um that you you did something. How about. long
0: did we talk? At UCB? We, ta- we, we, did. Talked okay, we talked a long time. We talked a long.
1: time. We talked a long time. You you and I talked about that you had just been doing something that I want to do, which is I, I know the father that my father tells me about, which is just I love my dad to death, mm-hmm. laden with lies and exaggerations. Right. Sure. It's like the movie Big Fish. It's exactly. Like, I'm just like, oh, okay. And you worked with a giant. All right, great. Uh, and then if I talk to my father's brother, my uncle. Uh, I get this whole other side right. of my father, and then I was thinking, I'm I'm a little bit scared, uh, but I would love to go to like my my father was a, was a big drinker, uh-huh. and to go to the fucking paddock in Somerville and just talk to the the oh, fucking yeah. old sailor salty bastards that knew him. And you told me that you did something a little bit similar that you were kind of piecing together an oral history. I, yeah,
0: I have. My dad was a was a big man about town in uh, in St. Louis, which is a relatively small relatively small town and he was a big businessman and and big drinker and and kind of of a certain age where that was just kind of what you did Mm -hmm. and uh, as Roger Sterling said yeah very much of that kind of privileged white guy world you know like you knew all the cops you were never gonna get pulled over for anything it was just (laughs) like that was how it worked and i still to this day when i go to when i go to st louis i'll put my credit card down on a bar and or a restaurant or something and if it's a if it's a person that's 60 or older they'll say oh you're dan hams kid you know, and then no wow. celebrity or anything. Yeah. I just said, like, Oh, I knew your dad. I yeah. Like, oh, I bet you did. Yeah. Uh, and then inevitably, the stories will start pouring out, and they'll tell me about you know the time and, you know, your father and I and this yes. and that and the other, yes. and you're, you know, and I've heard of a lot of them at this yeah. point, but uh, but yeah, it's it's uh, it is a weird thing of kind of 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 piecing together the the truth because mm-hmm. you're not necessarily gonna get it from the the actual person. You're, right. You're gonna get some varnished yeah version of it for whatever reason. Yeah. Uh but yeah, I it's it's um uh, it's it's a learning process too. I think everybody when they learn at a certain point you learn that your parents are not perfect. Yeah. And, and they were people, and they were people, and they <laughs> fucked up, and they and yeah. they they were irresponsible at, at sometimes, and mm-hmm. and they kind of did the best they can, right? That's an uh, AA thing too. Yeah, I guess. And it, I, I I've not I've never been in AA. I've I've been to a couple meetings with friends and and stuff, and I and I appreciate the like the letting go of all of that right. stuff, where you're just like, come on, you gotta like you gotta get over it, and right. and and realize that you know none of us are perfect, and we all gotta like do the work and like show up and and all that stuff, but. But the, the hanging on to this, like, idea that, you know, dad didn't love me enough or right. mom wasn't there or I was whatever. It's every
1: like, time yeah. – now that I'm an age that my father was when he was, like, getting married and having my brother, I'm like, what? Me? Yeah. I don't know anything. You right. talk about we're getting older and stuff. Every year I look back and I was like, I didn't know anything when I was thirty two I didn't know anything when I was
0: – every year. well And you, and, and I, think, I think people are – or at least kind of people in our existence are having kids – later and later and later and I don't have kids but uh there there is that sense of like I'm not going to have kids cuz I'm going to I'm not ready I'm not gonna, right. I'm, I'm going to fuck them up right and yeah. you realize that that's exactly what your parents thought they're like they weren't ready but but they had that's them anyway what you did and yeah. you kind of like you know okay we go yeah. down the road and you, and you do the best you can
1: right that that seems like a, that's a that's a thing that Donny Drapes does is he wants everything I feel like and he including the family and the kids
0: I think that's an important part of his life I think because he comes from a place where where he was he didn't have that right uh, he he has a uh, we find out a lot more of that as the story goes on but we we sort of realize where this guy's coming from his and his past like at why he's so broken why right. he's got this foundation that's completely. Um, Cracked and flawed, and, and and how that sort of informs his his day to day life, and I think he really wants that connection with his kids and and to be a part of their life, and, and to yet, also fit in, right? And to fit in, and that, that's a, that's that's kind of the 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 sort of uh, surface part of it, but like I think the deeper part is that he wants to be a positive influence in these children's lives, realizing that he had a child who there was not a lot of positive right. influence, and I think that he does his best I'm and often fails
1: I'm interested in, in the amount that people get married and have kids to seem normal another Patrick Bateman line going back to that sociopath where he says I have a job she says why your father owns the company and says because I want to fit in is what he says yeah. and I feel like uh, your character but also I, like you're, okay so you're let's go back to you you're doing well <laughs> like I, I'm happy for Thanks. you <laughs> If you're ever wondering, just let me know. I'll shoot you an email okay, that says great. you're doing well. How am I doing, Pete? You're doing well. Okay, great. We'll make howamidoinpete.com, and it'll just say you're doing well,
0: <laughs> and you can refresh it and refresh, it and refresh it and
1: refresh it always. Oh, I love always that. Always here
0: for you. But the idea that— It's like the weather crawl in defending your life. 73 <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: Always the same. Somebody just gave me that movie. I love that. that that's such a weird thing. Okay, so um, people who don't have children, you and I— Get that feeling that we're missing out on this iceberg of joy and, and experience you You must get the pitch where people are like sure. you don't you don't know love until you hold your child sure. and all this sort of stuff. Uh, do you are you, I know it's personal to ask if you're planning on that, but do, are you going it's a little bit of a Don question because he wants everything and so much of it. And he has a success in his business, and then he also wants the family up the Hudson.
0: Uh, well, you know, Jen and I made a movie about it. It was called Friends with Kids, and it was kind of like, how do kids sort of redefine a relationship, and what is the point of... Oh, yeah, friends, kids, happiness, pick two. Pick two. Yes. And uh, it was, the the, the the central kind of thesis of the movie was that, you know, these these two couples had kids, and, and it affected their, their relationships positively, one and negatively the other, and then... Was kind of like finding the better way. Yes, was the third way. Was with Jen's character and Adam's character, and they were kind of like, "What if?" Because they sit and they talk kind of rationally about it, which most people don't talk about their children's ra- their children rationally. They mm-hmm. talk about emotionally, which is what, what because they're babies. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the rational discussion was like, "I don't understand this thing of like the." You obviously don't get to choose your child your 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 child is born and that's a, and he they, could be an and asshole they, they, they're bad kids you and know he, whatever he, oh yeah and 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 uh but you choose your partner you choose your partner to be to share your life with you choose that person that you want to day to day make the choice to to maintain that relationship you have no real sort of obligation other than you want to be in that relationship whereas a child a relationship with your child is you're not making the choice day to day what you are, but like there is an obligation to take care of that thing that cannot take care of itself Mm -hmm. up until, you know, in this day and age, up until age 40. (laughs) Um, But it's, it's a, it's, it's a, it was a weird disconnect that the two characters had. And Jen was sort of examining as a, as a writer and a director in that film was like, why does that, why does that love completely shift onto this, this, baby that you don't pick right and it's i I think the you know they they realize you know oh, we can do this we can have this child together that we will love because we love each other but then we can go and and have a uh have our own sort of safe different relationships right and well that
1: often kills it often the, often. the father gets usurped he he participates in his own destruction
0: yeah and i think i think well it's i think it's i think it's Often gender oriented And I think little girls Love their daddies And little boys Love their mommies And that's kind of You know Sort of the The tried and true formula But Right You know There's no There's no one way Honestly Like that's That's the thing I get it all the time Why don't you guys have kids Why aren't you guys married Why aren't you this Why aren't you that And it's kind of like Why do you care Yeah why, why is it any of your business? <laughs> well, people
1: are looking to define themselves with other people. Katie, before you got here, said, hasn't he been with, Katie just left, hasn't he been with his girlfriend for like 10 years? And I said, yes. I said, isn't that cool? And she says, it's the coolest.
0: Marriage is stupid or something. And then b- people want those examples. But I think, I guess it's like, I, there's, there's literally no differentiation between what Jen and I have and a marriage. Right. Other than. Paperwork. Legal. That's what George Carlin had. My uh, wife without yeah. papers. Yeah, and and and. But that's a threat. I guess that's like a weird. And part of it is like it's it's the it's the argument against uh, same sex marriage, which I don't. I can't get my head around. It's like what is the argument? <laughs> the argument is you don't like gay people, or gay, gay people make you weird, or right. or,
1: or, or freaky, or you. Well, don't... Well, both of those things are threatening to the norm. Except I'm putting norm in it.
0: Sorry, norm. Yeah. <laughs> George Went walks in. Um, why is I so threatening to George Went? I have no idea. That's so weird. He's drunk uh,
1: all the time,
0: uh, but there is no—I guess that just in my kind of rational approach to it, there is no threat. You mean without emotion? Without emotion, yeah. there's no threat. There's no. Yeah. There's no difference. You're right. not. You're not doing anything right. That doesn't already exist. Right. You're just. You're just literally giving it legal status and proper. Right. Uh, place in 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 the society,
1: but people love to get in uh, marriage. You know, uh, well, if,
0: then you get Jesus
1: and all you, that we stuff get Jesus involved, involved in it. It. and that's that's again, that's not a rational decision, right? That's a, <laughs> an emotional religious decision. How are we doing on that? Are, you were raised in the Midwest, and I have to ima- uh, imagine that there was some Jesus you met. Jesus, I
0: was ra- I was raised uh, Catholic. My so. mother was from a very the Catholic. scary Jesus, scary Jesus. <laughs>
1: horrible. Bleeding. Yeah, bleeding. G- still on the cross. Still You're there. On Why? my. I- take the man down. <laughs> you we did him i
0: here every week. You know, you He's did it. Still <laughs>
1: there. You guys, it's just not nice. You did it for Lane. Go get JC. <laughs>
0: Seriously. <laughs> I'm taking this down, you guys. It's the right thing you, to do. You should go in full drapes and take him down. <laughs> Is he still up there? You guys, that's Horrible. <laughs> horrible. <laughs> He is in pain, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> so you met scary jeez. Yeah, that was how I was raised. Did you and love it? At a very early age, had a big disconnect with the the reality of of life and the and the uh, and the church. I yes, guess it didn't make sense to me. I thought Louis uh, Louis C.K.'s show did a really interesting examination of it, where there was just kind of like he was freaked out by Jesus and yes. freaked out by this. Whole a lot thing. of people are, it's a scary. And, and the mom was like, do you want to do this? And he's like, no. Yeah. And she was like, Oh, I thought you were supposed to fuck it. Let's go get donuts. Right. 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 Like, there's so many better things to do on a Sunday. And, and I, and I'm not trying to say like for me, I'm not trying to say that the people, cause I never would. I don't believe in it either way. Judging anybody's choice in, in any of this stuff mm-hmm. is like, if you, your ability to worship the, The god of your choice is is sacrosanct for me. Sure, enjoy yourself, please. If you get, if you get, uh, you know, some kind of spiritual uh, benefit out of it, fantastic. But But if it it feels true to you, and and that's that's great. And I understand that that's a big part of like kind of understanding how weird our lives are and how strange this universe is. Right. But it stops when it's when it infringes upon my belief to. Political. Do what I want to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, your, your, whatever they say, like your ability to express yourself stops at the end of your fist and the beginning of my face. Right. Like once it starts affecting other people, I'm like, well then no, 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 no. Right. Like that's a personal thing. How are you
1: making sense of this incredibly strange world? Would you like some of this brownie? Uh, no, thank you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I feel that way about all religion, Scientology, the whole thing. It's like, hey, if you get something out of it,
1: yeah, Great. But what, what lens are, are, are you – I hate the term
0: spiritual, but are we feeling I guess, spiritual? I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I'm curious. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm fa- I'm, I'm a, I was a big math and science guy when I was in high school. I still am fascinated by physics and, and how, how the scientific method tries to break everything down into its component parts and really explain how things work. Yes. Through proof and through thesis and through proof of thesis and trying to kind of look at, at the physical – uh makeup of the universe and then and then at a certain point there is a place where it just stops and they're like we don't know. Yes. But the ability you know to just that. say we don't know is amazing to me because yeah. there's there's no shame in that. It's like I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Right. Does it exist? If it if if yes, I'd like to learn that. Right. If no, hey maybe we can discover it. Right. I mean that's that's the thing to me that I find fascinating or spiritual about that. It's like well Read, yes, learn.
1: I think I think science is full of God. To be honest, I, I agree. Uh, I, I'm stealing this from Rob Bell, who I'm going to get on the show. I keep butchering it too, but he he talks about how I'm sure his name's pronounced Rob Hubel <laughs> Rob Hubell from his uh, new book, Human Giant God. <laughs> we talks about if you if you break the world down to as small as it gets or as big as we know it gets. Uh, he, he has this funny quote where he's like scientists start sounding a lot like ancient Hebraic poets. Sure. Meaning the people that wrote the Old Testament. Right. You start getting in these really like
0: vague because in the
1: beginning type
0: statements. And, and and there's a certain point where they can where it's all hypothesis and there's only right. so much that you can really explain. Yes. It's the middle part that we really got explained. Right. It's the small and the big that we're just kind of like. It's
1: g- an insistent guessing. Yes. This middle part though, we spend so much time in it. Time is actually a good word. Sure, He points out that days and months and years are all based on the Earth's rotation and the axis that it's on. So, like, time is this construct. I know I'm not... I didn't go to... I went to a Christian college, so I missed a lot of this mind-blowing, like, stuff. (laughs) Right. Uh, But, like, this is all new to me and interesting. But, uh, you know, he talks about, like, when we split atoms into subatoms and quarks and all this sort of stuff, and then if you split the smallest thing that we have, if I put one half in St. Louis and one half in China... And rotate it uh, to the right; it'll rotate to the right wherever it is. Yeah. Like they don't respect space, space and, and time. And time. <laughs> there are things that we found that don't respect space and time. That there that there are like uh, black hole, all the millions and millions of universes, and and things that can, can fit in a teaspoon but weigh a hundred trillion tons right. and all this sort of stuff. And you're just kind of like, oh, at the end of the day, it's a fun and liberating and curious position to go like we don't know what the fuck is happening in a good
0: way and it's and it's hard to wrap your head around it and it's hard to kind of comprehend that that these sort of extreme examples of physical reality but it's also hard to wrap your head around creating the world in six days and and all the mythology that that goes along with every form of god that we've ever had right like whether it's a multi-headed multi-armed krishna or whatever you know or just a it, or whatever it is, you know, the vengeful the, god, or the other god, or the peaceful
1: god, or, or scary Jesus, regular Jesus, regular Jesus, <laughs> skateboarding Jesus. Is it? Well, one of the
0: questions I, I wonder is: regular Jesus is the guy that just is—he's uh, never constipated. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He well, ate a lot of figs. Yeah, and like stuff. yeah, he yeah. just has a.
0: He's like, I'm a two a day man. It's funny that you I'm say really that. I'm really good. I'm good with it. I, I have no. <laughs> I'm like completely fine. I mind. like everything. I'll eat anything. You know, I just just nothing <laughs> too extreme. Loaves and fishes go Loaves right through and me. Fishes? I'm like you no know, nuts, <laughs> figs. I, I, I have a bit where I'm like, I walk a lot. <laughs> I'm always wandering. I try to, I try to keep myself fit. <laughs>
1: I have a bit about how, at some point, Jesus had diarrhea, which I just think is very interesting, that anybody had diarrhea. Sure. You can take anybody from history. Gandhi had diarrhea. Uh, oh, G- Genghis- you know Gandhi had
0: diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> that man did not
1: have a very good A vegetarian schedule. man in India had diarrhea. Had diarrhea. Absolutely. Um, my question to you is, do these stories and these hero legends keep repeating because they're so bullshit, or because they're so true. Meaning, if everybody was wiped out except a couple babies, would those babies in a thousand years have the Christ story? Because it's in, it's insisted
0: upon. Maybe, right? uh, maybe. I mean, honestly, I think I think uh, I think there's uh, there's so many similarities between all of them because there there must be something universal in in our existence that right. if I'm growing up and walking around a city, I think like, well, there's a better version of me that's growing up and walking around a different city, and maybe mm-hmm. that city's in the sky, and maybe that mm-hmm. city's you know you're. The brain is amazing just because of the, the imagination can, can go, can mm-hmm. look at one thing and, and then extrapolate 400 things off of that, 400 things off of those yes. things. Yes. And all of a sudden, you're in Cloud City and Lando Calrissian is, is right. uh, you know, Cold running around there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that is, that's, I think, part of the human condition is is creating. Justifying. And, and reasoning. F- yeah. And, and, and saying, like, well, if there's if there's a car, then what if there's a flying car? If there's a flying car, right. then there must be a submarine car. Right, right, right. Uh, you know, I think, I think all of that gets back to curiosity, honestly. Like yeah. th- sitting at, in 4000 BC and looking up the sky and going, what the fuck's up? What is that? Right, right, right. I, those are clearly diamonds. Those are clearly diamonds that someone has hung right, right against right. a black backdrop. Right, like, that's clearly what that is. Or they're the holes. But why can I not <laughs> reach that? Like, or they're the holes. Or they're and the holes, holes to heaven. Like so, why is that? Oh man, that's so weird. It's so weird that I cannot reach that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, met and some other guys. Like those aren't diamonds, man. those, yeah, are, the, those yeah. are holes. Or that's no, right. not
1: right. And it's now the, we know that they're the light from 10,000 years ago. Yeah.
0: <laughs> some, <laughs> it's, a, it's a reflection of a star from 10,000 years ago.
1: But uh, what about the, the yearning we have? Is there some truth in this in looking for some sort of source? Is it all fairy tale or do you think there might be something worth getting at here? I
0: think it's, I think it's, it's part of humans – making human beings feel better is explaining things. Is, is, is having some sort of – That's a big Don Draper thing, the what do you want to hear thing. Yeah, and I, but I think that's 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 part of. Uh, look, at the end of the day, Don Draper is a student of human beings, and he and he's very good at at unraveling what makes them tick. Right, and I think that that is a big part of it. Is like it, having <coughs> having a workable explanation of something is comforting. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether it's because God said so, which is a lot of people's workable explanation of why they like or dislike things, because God told me, mm-hmm. or because God wrote it down in a book. Right, you know, five thousand years ago, mm-hmm. um, and th- th- that's just not satisfying to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there is a something in hu- in human beings that that wants it explained. Like why? So we know that the majority of this table is empty space. Mm-hmm. Why can't I put my hand through it? Right. Why is it solid? And if you could slow down the
1: molecules in your sure. hand to those that vibration, you could put your sure. hand through it.
0: And it's and it's fa- that's fascinating. Right. Um, that's why we're in a comic book store. That's why the idea of, like, superhuman people that, that, are, that are living to the utmost of their potential as human beings is, is cool for people. Yeah. Like, what if we could fly? Well, that'd be fucking awesome. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, what about the idea that Christ and all, the, all of them, all of them, Buddha, uh, are metaphors, are the idea that, like, you don't need to be crucified and rise again, but you do need to die to yourself and wake up to your divinity? That it's just it's just a story because I can't. There are no words for me to tell you. Well, because
0: I think I think the you know the sort of the, sort of, the end result the end result is death, a hundred percent of the time. You think dead over? I personally do. Um, but the end result for one hundred percent of of people is death, mm-hmm. and that is alternatively terrifying, liberating. Uh, wonderful in the sense of it inspires wonder like what is that what Mm -hmm. where what what happens Mm -hmm. what happens no one knows Mm -hmm. and no one ever will it's it's functionally impossible to know that Mm -hmm. um so it's it is you know what basically what happens when the spark of life is, is 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 extinguished that's where we have philosophy and that's where we have you know people get to write stories about it and, and fantasize about it because no one will ever know that do you, do you feel
1: any and this is always hard i ask this to people who have lost people do you feel any connection to your parents do you talk <coughs> to them do you ever have a feeling of their looking at you um,
0: i've had i've had two very vivid <coughs> excuse me very vivid dreams about family members that have passed away mm mm-hmm. Uh, and both of them were kind of at watershed moments of my life. Uh, I, 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 I don't know that term. I want to pretend that I do, but watershed moments. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know where, why it comes from. Why it's called a watershed moment? But something at, at where you're you're going to take a turn okay. for the right or the left, or, or you're taking a chance, mm-hmm. and it, it's a big it's a big moment. Pivotal. Pivotal. Jeremy. Pivotal. Um. So good. So good. <laughs> <So> good Nontron. <non-traumatic. laughs> um. But one was when I when I. Left to go to college. Uh-huh. And the other was when I came out to California. Okay. Uh And both times, it was, like, very, very real, very, very visceral. And Was
1: it lucid? Were you like, I'm dreaming?
0: I was very aware that I was dreaming. Uh-huh. But I was also very emotionally affected by it because it was basically my mother and my father saying, like, you're going to be okay. Mm. It's going to be great. Yes. You're doing the right thing. And I was like, whoa. Like, that was weird. But Because I, I don't have those day to day. I don't, like, you know it was so long ago they both passed away that i just don't have that kind of day to day like right. remembrance or recollection. So it was very strange and of course it's like some picture version of your parents you know yeah. it's like weird thing but yeah i that was that's kind of the only time i've ever sort of had any uh, sort of so we have
1: two interpretations i guess it, that it was some sort of communication
0: and that is a beautiful story. That's much
1: better than my Alec Baldwin story or you You had a psychological need, and you,
0: manufactured yeah, you, it. you 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 manifest this like but it sure felt real to you yeah it was it was the 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 psychological part of it affected the physical part of it mm-hmm. which I think obviously there's tons of examples of that in in life where you're psychologically in a good place, you're like I feel so much healthier mm-hmm. I feel like I could write you know four hundred jokes today because right, I right. actually feel good or it's a beautiful day or whatever mm-hmm. like uh so that we obviously know there's a connection between those two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't believe that it was the spirits of my, I don't, right. I don't have, I have no belief in any of that. You
1: don't do any spiritual pornography. I call it where you dabble, where you just allow yourself to think that it was just for the pleasure.
0: No, I, that doesn't, that doesn't, that doesn't make me f- feel good. The, well, this, I, the part of it that makes me feel good is the part that like, I, I needed that. So I created it. That and, makes you good. And yeah, that makes me feel good. Like I, I was like there, as you said, that there's a need there and it was right.
1: I'm, I'm always struck with the the feeling that like if we could really
0: wrap our our
1: minds around the idea that when we die it's over, a couple things happen. Humanitarian efforts increase. You know, we stop postponing things into some sort of sure. God will sort it out. And then also, I think there should be an increase in activity and curiosity and and, and paying the diem, as it were. Sure, uh, you should go up to that girl. I'm talking to me uh, and and talk to right. her. You life is short. You coward. Life is short. Thank you very much. That's exactly what I'm saying. And. Uh, That is something that is appealing. Draper seems to be going through an existential crisis. I watch that show and I I often get very uh, melancholy. I'm I'm a little bit Irish and Lithuanian, two very dark people. And I love – it's recreational for me to see – you you told Mencken that this is all there is. It's actually something you say a lot. Yeah. This is it. When you almost bail and leave your family, you go, this is it. He seems to be hyper-aware. It seems like an existential crisis. This is it. Fuck everything. It, the, as Buddha said, the world's on fire. Let's fucking get out of here. Do he you was feel also, that He way? was
0: also... I don't. Uh, oh, I don't good. necessarily oh, feel good. But he was also told by somebody that, you know, upon breaking up, so you only like the beginnings of things. Yeah. Uh, which is which is also a very accurate observation. Uh, and Don is, as we've established, is, it can be, very cowardly and runs from problems rather than solving them when they seem to be too intractable. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I agree with the life's too short thing i think that a lot of people when they sort of oh god will sort it out tend to forget that actual human beings are suffering mm-hmm. um and that's often forgotten about in the kind of ayn randy and you know aggressive individualist is like yeah your aggressive individualism though is horribly hurting other individuals mm-hmm. who aren't as successful and or able to uh manifest their destiny in the way that you have right a lot of these people tend to forget that they were helped along the way that's conveniently forgotten Mm -hmm. i reminded of sort of clarence thomas's hearing of like when he was saying like he was never given any uh leg up or or anything it was like yeah you were yeah you were totally a beneficiary of the generations of people who Right. were completely you know not only disenfranchised but treated like objects mm-hmm. uh, so to 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 com- conveniently forget any of that.
1: That's the Janine thing, too. Uh, Janine said, in the showbiz way, not the Clarence Thomas way, mm-hmm. she said every overnight success story, they're like, I came uh, came to L.A. with $20 in my pocket, and they don't mention in the other pocket they have a credit card that still goes to their family. Right. Which, you know, we're going long. Uh, are, are you okay I'm for fine. time? No, no, no. I just had to make sure that I'm fine. Oh, that's okay. I, I, I didn't expect to. The show does go about this long. <laughs> I didn't know if I was taking too much of your time. No, I'm,
0: I'm fine. Okay. I just had to
1: double check. Okay, good. I forgot what I was going to tell. Existential crisis. This is all there is. So, but you don't you don't share Don's um, craziness, but you do embrace that. Like this is it. This is our one go around. Yeah, let's go. To I,
0: I find a, a once a, the music. I hope. I mean, I find that a certain measure of that is tremendously healthy. Like a sense of like it gets back to what we kind of, where we started of just like being present mm-hmm. and not worrying about the past, not worrying about the future, not worrying about the seasons, just like enjoying whatever this is now. Right. And, and I've always, it feels like that. Maybe it's, maybe it's retroactive sort of rewriting, but I think that, uh, even when I didn't have a lot of money and I didn't have a credit card that went to my parents cause they didn't parent. <laughs> uh, but it was kind of like, all right, well, whatever I got to, uh, you know, you gotta, you gotta get through the day. Yeah. Whatever that, whatever it's going to bring, okay. and it's you can sit there and kind of stew and maul, and there are plenty of I had plenty of days like that. Obviously, where you're just like, "What am I doing?" Like sitting waiting for a phone to ring or something. Mm-hmm. But you ideally you want to balance that out with a couple of days where you're just kind of like, "You know what? I I took a chance and it was fun, and I went to some place, and I don't know, whatever. I worry about the the rest of it later. Right, right, right. I'm kind of digging this right now.
1: Right. I, I I'm hearing presence eliminating anxiety. A lot of things sure. you were saying, fear. I know in my own life a lot of the reasons why I don't go to things is fear, irrational fear. You know what I mean? You mean uh, like,
0: like, like say, a, a show or
1: like a, a – Not things I should be afraid of, like social embarrassment, like like a show where something could go wrong. People right. are terrified of what I do for a living, but I sometimes get afraid of uh, – I, I was at a party yesterday, this guy writing party at Kurt's Place, and then Jenny Slade had a birthday after that. People were like, do you want to go to that? And I was like – I had this whole conversation where I was like, you know, I, I, I know I'd love it but for some reason I don't want to go it seems overwhelming to me I'm, I'm feeling mm. this overwhelm of doing two things in a day and then I told them but if this were a dream if I realized that I was dreaming right now that I'm a dreaming that I'm at a skywriting party that sounds like a dream and someone said there's another thing there's another thing another place we can go filled with other colors and sounds yeah you'd be like okay great I'd go oh fucking A right. I hope I never wake up but instead I go like I don't know what if I have to take a poo or something I don't know what it is I don't know what it is, but it, it sounds to me I'm hearing a healthy amount of not being anxious. Yeah,
0: no, I, I I don't, and maybe look, maybe it's it's being having having been celebrated for so long for, for doing what I do, and and that's a there's a, there's a certain level of that. Obviously, when you when you are have success and find success, that it, that things start to come easier. Yes, in many ways, and and because you can go around and con- collect congratulations. Yeah. If I saw, if I sought that out, I could, I yeah. could walk around there's, and there's, then there's a lot of people in the world that we live in that do that. You know, it's the sort of, it's the, it's the, it's the, it's the conversational version of calling the paparazzi on yourself. Yes, you know what I yes, mean? Yes. Yes. Oh, it's me again. Right. Right. Now I, um, <laughs> it was horrible by the way, but, uh, no, I, I, my anxiety comes, I think a lot of times I never traveled, uh, And I always wanted to, but I didn't have any money, and I didn't have any ability. And I would always get wound up in this, like, "Well, I don't have the money. Like, I don't have the money." And I had a great friend of mine in high school who was kind of that guy who was just like, "So what? Mm -hmm. You'll be fine." Mm -hmm. And this guy was like, he was super good at like speaking four languages and really smart, and one of the kind of a tinker. He just could put things together and make things work. James Franco play guitar, and like he was just wasn't James Franco, (laughs) significantly uh, older than James Franco, Uh, but he. Uh, like, just, like, went to, like, Israel and and, and crossed the Sinai Desert to yeah. Egypt. Yeah. Know? Like, I was like, wait, what? Yeah. You did what? He's like, well, yeah, you know, you, there's a guy, and then you hire another guy. I'm like, what if you got murdered? He's just like, well, you know, you, you don't want to go with a murderer. Obviously, you want to go with, like, a good guy. I'm like, yeah, but you don't speak any of these languages. like, yeah, you know, you kind of figure it out. And, you know... Uh, and he did the same thing, like after the wall fell in in eighty nine or ninety or ninety one, where it was. He like immediately was on a plane to Prague. Hmm. Like we had, we were all in college at that point, I guess. And uh, and he took like the back roads up through the Baltic states and 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 went like Eastern Europe and just hmm. hung out in Eastern Europe because you could for the first time. And I was like, what? And I'd get postcards from from Transylvania, yes. and from you know. Um, skin, like where yes. all these crazy ass places <laughs> behind the curtain. And it was just like, I, I'm like, I, and he finally got back. I was like, what, how, how, how did that work? Like mm-hmm. you don't say, I know you don't speak Russian mm-hmm. or Lithuanian or Latvian or any of these crazy like dialects, Slavic mm-hmm. dialects that you're going through. He's like, I just played Beatles songs. On my, they, I brought my guitar and I just played Beatles songs in and the people street. People would be like, Hey, come on. No. Yeah. He went around playing Beatles songs? Yeah, like he, if he couldn't like connect with anybody, he would just like start playing guitar, and they would be like, oh, wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they could speak a little bit of English, and he could speak French, or they'd find some common ground. John. And I was like, that is yeah, is mind-blowing and terrifying to me, yeah. because I couldn't... I, I have a hard time like, going outside in Paris because yeah. I don't speak the language and I'm afraid that I'm going to offend somebody.
1: Yeah, How many people are living these wonderful exciting lives that just won't be bothered to say hey you should make a documentary about me just doing it for the sake of doing it? No like- I mean I'm sure he would have
0: had video had, had he had an iPhone at that time or right. video recording Uh, Capacity would have been small enough. I'm sure it would have been an amazing story. But
1: it was enough for him just to do it. Yeah, and and I'm
0: sure it would have been all over Facebook and all over Twitter and all over the thing if we had it then, but he he had to just write letters. He could have tweeted, like, anybody
1: speak English and, you know.
0: Or, yeah, or or basically typed up what he wanted to say into a babble fish or whatever and said, like, figured it out, but I don't know. It's wild. Oh, God, this is this has been so
1: inspiring to me to to like live life. I, I know that's silly to say, but I don't mind sounding silly. Let me see if I have everything. We'll we'll do the speed round. Here's a question that I think might be annoying. Do you ever get concerned that more people smoke because of Mad Men? Um, I'm sorry if that's annoying. I'm not. Uh, this not a, annoying. It's I not a I shock. It's a, shock legi- it's a legitimate
0: concern yeah because you're talking
1: to a guy who will watch Mad Men, and i'll go out and buy cigarettes because i just love watching it i
0: i I hope not i mean i hope it doesn't inspire people to smoke or drink or cheat or do anything that's ultimately bad for them but uh but i don't take responsibility for certainly not
1: and i wouldn't ask you to i i think it's interesting that it's a show about advertising and then i'm like oh it because when i watch the sopranos I i eat italian food and, and, and murder people I also That's not something I want to talk about On the record <laughs> but yes I do Okay that, that's a perfect uh, What do you eat? What do I eat? Yeah what are you eating? You look good It's an old Seinfeld bit. I eat You look good What are you eating?
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, what did I eat today? I had an egg white omelet, not because I like egg whites, but because my girlfriend does, and we made one together and split it. So she's heart healthy. Um, she's heart healthy. Um, I eat. I eat everything. Really, you're, I enjoy all kinds of food. You're not. A, this the is, one thing I don't enjoy. Yes. is organs. I'm <laughs> um. not a liver. That's Heart. now in vogue.
1: All the things that used to be the, the yeah. peasant, the things my mother ate in Lithuania as a baby, the stuff are that now would
0: inevitably end up in sausage, yes,
1: because, are now seventy five dollars. Yeah,
0: that's not. Uh, that's the one thing I kind of don't. What do they call it? They have some
1: word for it. Uh, it's like it's viscera. A, no, it's 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 like cheese. It's it's something that's not cheese. Head cheese? <laughs> I don't know. They call it the carrots.
0: Right? I don't. I don't necessarily eat, eat that stuff, but I, I will eat anything. I just. Don't, I don't eat a lot. You so okay? I don't like gorge. This is
1: a, what we're talking about right now is nutrition. I'm interested in nutrition. I'm yeah. interested in your, if you're into any jerk LA diets, and you're in a safe place. No, to talk I, about No, I,
0: I, I, I'm not a diet guy. I, I pretty much eat what I like. I, I'm not. Uh, I'm still vaguely athletic, and and I. But I don't work out. I don't go to the gym or anything like that. Is that right? What do you do? Uh, I play baseball. I play tennis. I play, you know, I like playing competitive sports. So you uh, like things that are mentally engaging? Yeah, repetitive stuff, like sitting on a treadmill. I would go crazy. I just, I, which is, it, it has, it holds no interest can, for me. Yoga? You ever do I the yoga? I never did yoga, but I would, I wouldn't say no to it. It I seems like it would like be an it. interesting thing for me.
1: It's very engaging mentally. I,
0: but I, you got to be with other people, and that's weird for me now. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, so I'm going to take a picture of my, you know, butt. Yeah. Um, but it's, uh, so. Mostly, like I guess, my nutritional thing is I try to eat stuff that just not that much, not that much. Don't eat too much.
1: Yeah, that's also what Christian Bale said. He was like, "How did you lose weight for The Machinist?" He was like, "I, I don't eat much."
0: <laughs> it, it really is like the no simplest secret. thing. Where you're like, yeah, there's, "Yeah, it's 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 a it's a zero sum equation." Like, well,
1: that was uh, the Omnivore's Dilemma, his second book. It, it said, "Eat food, so eat like real things, not too much, and then some third thing." Yeah, I don't eat a lot
0: of garbage. I don't eat a lot of right. It's funny, like I was a young kid and a college kid. That's all you ate, right. just because it was easy and it was there and it was right. cheap. Right. But the the idea of me going to like Taco Bell now, I would just be like, I there's no way I could put that in my mouth.
1: Right, right, right. right. I see. I, I consider that a bit of li- living well. You go through all that, you're eating your McRibs, and and now right. now you're you're doing okay. As we said, the show's paying you okay money. Get some fucking kale.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's also delicious. Like yeah. it's not you know there's a re- it's funny because like the market has sort of shifted that way. When you see McDonald's has salads and you see things like that, right. you know, it's, and again, it's like, it's not that a salad is healthy, especially when you pour like a gallon, right, of, right, right. you know, fat on top of it. And right. Cheese or whatever. It's sugar. Not, it, that's not healthy. There was right. an amazing article about food and in, in the New York Times Magazine a couple of weeks ago about the, the science of maximizing flavor. Mm-hmm. And it was somebody that worked for like Frito-Lay or whatever. And they dial in these like specific, Tastes and flavors to make you want to eat it constantly. Yes, Yes. but not to the point where you get sick of it.
1: Oh God, this is this is the next thing you want to talk about. Smoking. This is your next uh, full page ad in the newspaper. Is that I I believe food science is going to be the new nicotine delivery thing. Absolutely. Where they're going to there's going to be hearings and they're going to say you found a way to make people never get full, never get tired of it, and become chemically dependent on it. Like. It's Because yeah. a, it's, a, it's 100% true. You eat a Dorito, you're like a child's brain, especially. I, I'm sorry to get all preachy, but it's my show. A child's brain can't compete with the chemical information it's getting from Absolutely a Dorito. Absolutely
0: not. And, yeah. and, and, and it's... I barely can. And it's 100% terrible for you. Uh-huh. <laughs> there's the, 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 the... Did you ever read The Stand? Uh-uh. Um, oh, wait, no. There's Stephen a movie King. about... Uh, uh, no, go on. There's a big, else. long Stephen King book about the end of the world. Okay. Or anything, whatever. But part of it was like they've the four horsemen of the, I may be horribly butchering this I sure. a long time ago but the four horsemen of the apocalypse are represented in these four people and they all come together and there's a big fight and then, yes. and then the world ends Yes. <laughs> hopefully good beats evil but I don't know what happens <laughs> but one of the guys that was famine or whatever was the guy that created fa- the, the, so in this world was like fast food was this Empty calories that you couldn't get enough of. Yes. So you're 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 constantly it's stuff shoveling of myth. Yeah, it's like a Greek myth into your face, yes. and then yet you're getting no nutritional value. Yes. It. It's something you would write in like an old timey story, right. the yeah. weird hell where you just eat this yeah. thing. You're constantly being force fed nothing. Yeah. Um. So, so yeah, I, I I try to eat. I try not to eat that stuff because I I know kind of. That it's that, uh, sort of in my core that it's not good
1: right, for you. Right, right, right. At some point, you can realize I'm a machine and I run on nutrients and right. different things. Why would I do that? It's just hard to realize that when Cool Ranch tastes as good it's as so, it does. That, but it,
0: but it, <laughs> the interesting about this article was like that that somebody came up with Cool Ranch, right. And yes. created the blue bag. Yes, yeah. this everything about yeah. it was sensor sensory yes. overload. And how thinking about the bag makes you hungry. Right. The crinkle of the bag makes you hungry. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a, and it's all wired into the same thing. Just like I I want to eat this constantly and I'll never be satisfied. Yeah, two for one. Somebody thought of that, Roger Sterling.
1: You know I've seen every yeah, episode of your one. show somebody at somebody least five times. I'm I'm What's a, good
0: at ninety nine cents. <laughs> thought of that. Somebody thought <laughs> of that.
1: So fucking great. I want you to know I've censored throughout this interview many, many times. <laughs> you, wanted to you said I, I always respect out. people's time and I go, except Peggy on her birthday. I had him ready to go. Sure. Remember when we did the bowling thing not and I heckled you as that, your character? Uh, that
0: that I am not Don Draper. I know, but it's
1: hard. <laughs> uh, all right, here we go. This is the speed round. What kind of soap do you use? It's just an interesting
0: question for me. Uh, what kind of soap do I use where? On your bod. I'm in at the bar, shower. In the shower, we usually have some kind of Aveda stuff, or yeah. there. It, it's basically whatever I can find. Because you've got no the lady. one brand. Is there some sort of loofah? Yeah, oh yeah. Are you we using have loofa? the loofah? I don't. I don't necessarily always loofah. You've dabbled loofa. in the loofah. Sure. Some showers, you're like, I got a loof. Maybe a loof. Are uh, we moisturizing? Uh, sure. Yeah. Because I'm kind of. <laughs> I wear so much makeup at work, so oh, I sure. have to pull that garbage off and then put moisturizer on. So yeah. 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 Uh, okay. See, I like the – some people make fun no of the soap shame. question. I like the soap no question. No shame. Uh, let's see. I'm but right I don't thinking. have a brand. I don't have a go-to soap.
1: Okay. Me. Uh, you know, me neither really. Uh, let's see. Have you
0: ever taken mushrooms? Do you enjoy mushrooms? I have taken mushrooms when I was in college. So like 92, 93, around there. Uh, and it was very, very weird for me. I was like, wow, this is – I had never done really any kind of hallucinogenic anything, and yeah. this was very much that. Did you enjoy it? I did. Yeah. And then the next day, I completely had no recollection of, of really anything. I, really? I sat, it was in a in a cabin in the woods in Missouri. Well, you were alone? Uh, no, there were other people there. Oh, that would have been cool. In front of a fire during a massive blizzard. Whoo! And Whew. I remember sitting and watching the fire, and the fire looked very animated, and then I remember looking at plants that were very animated, too, and I remember riding about fourteen pages of just nonsense gobbledygook, and then oh, trying. you wrote yeah, because I was trying to. Kind of, it wasn't on purpose. I was just like inspired to write something down. Yeah, and then I, I opened the door and started walking outside. My friend was like, "Where are you going?" I was like, "I've got to go outside. It's got to go outside. <laughs> it's so beautiful out here. It's so amazing. It was snowing like crazy. I can't imagine." Storm. And my friend was like, "No." You're not going outside. Because you'd die. You would be dead. Yeah. yeah. I was just like, no, but you don't understand. You understand. It's like, Haha. okay. Yeah, but, 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 but. I understand. So I woke up the next day and I started reading what I wrote, which was utterly incomprehensible. Yeah. like It was just not remotely anything but the the right. the the right back loo- the loopy It was the basement my- of your brain. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I was like, okay. But I had a perfectly fine time on it and I don't know if I'd ever do it again, but certainly in a very protected environment. Not yeah. A, not a recreational thing
1: yeah I think it would be a hoot i'm I'm a little bit like um Roger sterling in in that when the first time I did uh mushrooms i I had a little bit of one of those times I didn't watch a, a Yankee game but i I didn't have anything that strong right but it you know going back to presence again it really did it eliminated my ego which is hard right. for a comedian and a performer I didn't feel like anything I just felt like a person mm-hmm. I, I genderless even I didn't even feel like a man I was just like i'm I'm carbon. Right. And I'm right here and I'm not thinking about anything. I don't know where my phone is. You know, you empty your right. pockets and all that sort of stuff. Beautiful stuff. Th- that leads me to my next question is, do you do any sort of meditation?
0: Um, No,
1: or at least not on purpose. Um, you mean like a tennis game might be meditative?
0: Yeah, I, I, have, I do have that capacity to, whether it's being athletic or being uh, reading or whatever it is, like to kind of get lost in the thing and look up and go oh shit like four Mm -hmm. hours Mm -hmm. just passed um and I do think that 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 I do believe in that kind of the power of that Mm -hmm. whether it's actual sort of practiced meditation of yeah whatever that thing is. Um, you know, if I can tell you something, I, I'd be
1: surprised. I've studied different types and whatnot. I, I'm interested now in what I do is more and more just sitting still and telling myself to be present, be just be right here.
0: Yeah. My friend just did a big meditation retreat for months in Bali and studied all that stuff. Wow. And, and he's he's a big believer in it. And uh, we were talking, we ran into each other at dinner uh, Jen and I ran into him and his friend at dinner, and, and we were talking about it. And he was kind of explaining it and how uh, systematic it is, and like it's, it's you, you kind of follow the program, and 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 through following that program, it just becomes this, this right, you know, rote repetition becomes this thing that you just get lost in, right. And that was fascinating to me. I was like, Oh yeah. that's okay, I can I can definitely see that. Can, it's all I this
1: practice that. that eventually dissolves into something into, more whatever. simple.
0: Which has gotta be the way that like a concert violinist is. Yes. Like at a certain point you're you're or learning anything really, it's but a digital you're, you're memory. You're just you're just flowing. Yeah. Yeah, flow exactly right.
1: Well, good. All right, cool. Uh virginity, you don't have to. Uh I'm not a virgin. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: finally you know what i say on stage i go i've had sex and every time i have sex i go take that high school and college <laughs> i'm just i i just, i'm interested in stories like when did you last cry how did you lose your virginity you, you certainly don't have to well no i mean i i was a virgin until i graduated
0: after i graduated high school okay yeah 22 over here yeah well you, you got me beat i mean you were older than I was. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. But yeah. No, it wasn't like I wasn't like I was terrified of sex for a long time, you know, just cause because of AIDS. Oh, really? Yeah. It was, the 80s was all about AIDS. Oh, and, yeah. You know, You're just like all that crazy at the cusp. lockdown. You're
1: in an outlier for AIDS. That. You were as young as you could be to understand what AIDS was. And it was around.
0: Yeah. And and it was AIDS in the Cold War. Good Lord, son. that was not a that was not a uh, cold war. <laughs> that was not an air quote. That John, was the me. Cold
1: War was a real thing.
0: <laughs> my, my total terrifying uh, memory of the Cold War almost inspired me to knock the microphone over. Uh, but those are the two big like spooky specters. Oh of, yeah, the eighties.
1: There was a movie that our friend Nick Kroll was in called uh, A Good Old Fashioned American Orgy. Yeah, and there's this fun uh, Jason uh, Sudeikis gives this fun monologue about how as soon as we learned about sex, we learned about AIDS. And, yeah, and like there, when I think you mentioned Mick Jagger, Keith Richards, Jack Nicholson, all these fucking fuckhounds
0: that didn't worry about it, I'm just kind of like, wow. Yeah, the worst thing that could happen was, you know, you got BD or whatever, some something that you, that was eminently curable, right? Or you got to be pregnant, right? Which was also a bit could be handled, right? Um, if so you know. yeah, it was. I don't know. It was just the thing that I was like, uh, I don't know, I'm not ready for that. You
1: know? Yeah. I, well I'm right there with you. I had so much religious programming telling and me And I it think was there wrong. was a
0: little bit of that too. I think it was a little bit like you knew that this was a big deal. Right. And I think now with like the absolute maximization and proliferation of porn where it is completely a part of our society, mm-hmm. you know, again, I have a faucet
1: to, that shoots porn. <laughs> just streams <laughs> sounds, it in. Just, that sounds
0: unhygienic. Yeah, it's really bad. Um, but like to the <laughs> point where uh, the term porn star is like not even like remotely derogatory, right? Or like Kim Kardashian, you're, you can literally get, or Paris Hilton, or whatever the 90 versions of that there are. You, that, you that's how you get to a place where people will want to pay you money, right? Like, oh, I've made a sex tape, so therefore you'll want to pay me it's f- a good thing fifty thousand dollars to come to your Vegas, right. Hotel opening, right? Or you'll want to buy like the idea of somebody wanting to buy a, a, a cent. Oh yeah, like the Kardashians have a scent, and, and so does just Paris like, Hilton. I think. Why is why would you want to smell like that? Why is right. that inspirational at all? Why is right. that aspirational at all? It's right. crazy to me. Right. Um, but I think there is a generation of now of kids that are so disconnected from sex, or at least from the emotional, uh, connective quality of sex. It yeah. just becomes this kind of porny way. To well,
1: it like, loses its its. Uh, and again, I don't necessarily mean in terms of God, but it loses its spirituality. Sure, it's because it just becomes this thing. It's become pornified.
0: And, yeah, and and, and it's, that's that's rough. I mean, yeah. because, again, like, these are kids, and kids don't necessarily have a fully developed anything, mm-hmm. uh, but certainly not the, the mental capacity to kind of deal with the emotional stuff that comes along with right. being incre- as intimate as you can be with another human being. Right. And they're not equipped to, to manage that. Is, is
1: sex a good uh, an important foundation for – you've been in a relationship for 15 yeah, of course. years. I mean, you,
0: you obviously want, want – there to be a sexual component to it. Yeah. Um, I just
1: remember we were talking to somebody who was about to get uh, divorced on the show uh, in his 40s or whatever, and he, and he was like, we need to have sex, even though we don't want to, just to kind of reintroduce those pheromones sure. I and mean, that I idea. Think
0: that's, yeah. that's Obviously, it's like a big part of life. Yeah. It's not the only thing you, you want in life, but right. it's certainly
1: a big part of it. It's a great Rodney Dangerfield joke where he says, sometimes the world makes perfect sense and everything is beautiful, and then I come. <laughs> Isn't that great? <laughs> yep. Every time I that's have sex. It's a very sex, good observation. Every time I have sex, I go, oh right. Like something happens. Yeah, I feel better, don't I? It's also presence. I don't mean to force this. And it's not just you. I'm always it's it's like when you're having good sex, it's it's then you're sure. not on a planet that's bound by time and space. You're just doing that thing. Sure. It's it's something that's enough to turn down all the noise. Sure. And we're not checking Twitter and we're not Vining things sure. I, sound, I sound like an old man Trying to think of What the kids are doing And I'm not vining At the tasty What event. are they
0: Vining again
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy And uh, we're almost done And thank you for being here The last question We, we play one of these games And one of them is uh, You've played a lot of them actually Virginity was one of them Soap was one of them Hardest laugh uh, uh, Is Any time you can remember Laughing really really hard Almost is always a fun um. thing, Even if you think It's unrelatable people usually enjoy it
0: i i just i had uh i had dinner (laughs) this is the most recent hard laugh that i had but i had dinner for my birthday at a restaurant here in town with jen and john slattery joined us and amy poehler actually joined us on the tail end she was coming from some other thing and it was a long dinner <laughs> and by the end of it, I looked around and realized like we were basically the only people in the restaurant because we were incredibly loud and laughing very, very hard <laughs> and uh, i don 't even really remember what it was about, not because we were all wasted or anything, but I just don't it w- it was one of those things that just kind of kept snowballing into another story and another story and another story yeah. and another story to the point where like we started laughing so hard. And you're always aware, I guess, at a certain point of celebrity or whatever. Like the people are going to be looking at you and tweeting it out. Like, sure, Oh my sure, god, sure, that guy sure, was sure, like a dick sure, or whatever. Sure, sure. That was completely gone. Like yes. we were just laughing, and I was like, oh my god, we are being super loud. And then I looked around and realized it was nobody else in the restaurant. <laughs> uh, but Amy Poehler and 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 Slattery are two of the funniest people that I know in my life. Not yeah. to mention Jen, obviously as well. Yeah, but it was. It was a big, loud, comfort, you know, like, like, yeah. felt good to laugh. How important,
1: I'm sorry, I know we're wrapping up. How important it is it to
0: you? You
1: mentioned that Jen is funny. That seems like it's huge to respect someone's mind and their creativity. Doing the
0: movie together, having, I'm interested as a single well, person. It's, it's interesting to me because like, Jen and I have different senses of humor, too. Like, we definitely have different things that make us laugh. And, huh? and, and, and there's, you know, it's not like we'll, jump bouncing jokes off each other all the time right. i'll take her to stuff and she'll take me to stuff and like interesting things that we find like oh this is i wonder why that's interesting to her or i wonder why that's interesting to me wow that's great um, that's you just said. and and it's and it is we're, we're different people like and that's fine like uh I'm not... <laughs> but you're kind
1: of blowing my mind i'm constantly on the search for the person that thinks everything that i think is as interesting as interesting and everybody that thinks that i think it's funny is funny well
0: i mean i guess there's there's something to be said for that but but Mostly, I think I think the larger kind of desire is to find to find uh, complementary things. Yeah. So then you have a, like a broader. Yeah, you know, you the, you've the doubled your. The sum equals more than just uh, the, the whole equals more than just the sum of the right.
1: Ones. It's like Seinfeld says about a uh, gay man dating another man. You double your wardrobe. Yeah, you double your
0: wardrobe. <laughs> yeah. David Cross had a whole thing about that too, like because it's like all like gay couples tend to look alike, and then they're like when you're mad at them, you're really mad at yourself, and they, like, <laughs> you make up with them, you make up with yourself. Uh, all right, man, this, this is
1: good. I feel good. Do you feel good? Fantastic. I can't believe. Happy Sunday. Yeah. My my ham joke was we usually have ham on Sunday. That's adorable. <laughs> It can only be me.
0: I'm, tra- I'm trapped in
1: here. We have, we have the guest. Uh, for, I would like to say that I, I'm just such a huge fan. Thank you very I much. I want to butter your bread a little bit. I love your work. I can't wait to see the new season. Uh, the
0: new season will be out April 7th. Yes. Uh, Sunday night, uh, season six. Um, we're very excited about it. We're almost done shooting. We 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 are uh, about to start shooting the episode 12 of season six. Uh, wow. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're excited. It's a lot of stuff happens this season, and it's... Uh, It's a continuation of the story. So uh, if you're interested in the story, then please tune in.
1: Help me do it, my Draper impression. I try and do it. It's just, what do you want to hear? Now you say it.
0: Now I'll mimic you. What do you want to hear? What do you want to hear? There you go. That's
1: pretty good. (laughs) Now, what do you say? Keep it crispy. Every guest says, keep it crispy. I'm not just wasting your time. Keep it crispy. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you, Pete. Thank you very much. (laughs)
0: Down in now leaving nerdist.com now <laughs> leaving